Today's episode of the Film Stage Show is brought to you by Movie, curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe for your free 30-day trial. Go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of the Film Stage Show, the movie review podcast for thefilmstage.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian J. Rowe, and with me today, we have Michael Snydell. I kind of hate that you made me listen to that. It had the <laughs> phrase, old and empty house in it. I could all not right, use it. All right, all right, <laughs> We also have Bill Graham. Ooh, woo, woo, woo. And a special guest... For a movie that mm-hmm. deals with uh, abandoned relationships and specters of the past, we brought back our own. It's Amanda Waltz. Hey, guys. Hold Woo. for applause for 17 Woo. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I see Brian is still on his bullshit with the music cues. How could I not be? The second oh, that I realized my. that I could do live audio, it just became a shit show. <laughs> I have not been yes. listening just because I I've just been so busy. Like every once in a while, I'll po- I'll pop in if it's a movie that I think you guys will have a heated argument over. But <laughs> <laughs> for the most part, I haven't been listening, so I haven't gotten the full breadth of Brian's music choices. Michael well, usually go. comments on the Michael. What do you feel about my music choices of late? Oh boy. They're expansive. I, I, I like them, <laughs> except when he reminds me of Arcade Fire spinoffs. Uh, <laughs> I was about to say, that? that's of Monsters and Men. That's not Arcade Fire. But no, yes. I know. Yeah, I got it's, you now. I guess it kind of is a spinoff, isn't it? I don't know. So There's like 20 guys? people in that band. Like it, it might as well be a cult as well. Yeah, and but one of them is like, you know, there's, there's like the washtub person. There's the person who just wears wooden shoes and stomps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> What was the, the precursor to Arcade Fire? Um, oh, it was like, they really look like a cult. And it was like 50 people were in the band. Oh, what was it called? Yeah, they they were the OGs of cult bands. <laughs> so cult bands, not being bands with a small but devoted following, but rather bands nope. that look as though they are comprised of cult members. Yes. <laughs> yes. Cultish bands. Lady Antebellum. <laughs> Oh, oh, Lady, Lady A. A. Oh, that's right. No, Forget no, that I said that and not talk about them. Yeah. Oh, Did you God. hear about that? That whole bullshit with them? Yeah, how they like copyrighted the name, and then there's a woman who's already going by that, and I like they're like suing her, even though she's a black soul yeah. singer. <laughs> I literally, I yes. said to a friend on Twitter, I was like, it would have been so much less problematic to just stick with the word antebellum. <laughs> Yeah. It's Antebellum. It's after the war. Didn't say which yeah. one. <laughs> after the Korean War. Right. <laughs> Big fans of MASH. Yeah. <laughs> That's why they all dress like Radar. Exactly. Oh. 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 Jesus oh Christ. We are. We are. Wow. Amanda, is, back, Amanda. Amanda is in fact back. That's just. Uh, this is what this is about. Yes. Uh, slowly become more integrated with the film stage again after doing one of those cine is it cinepix or what were the the cine games that dan was doing uh, oh yeah cinephile games uh where i played against your boy alex ross perry brian are you kidding me yep <laughs> and i gotta say 
He was everything I could have ever hoped for. <laughs> just, just a very milk toasty white guy in a weird looking apartment with weird hair. I was like, ugh, thank you for living up to your stereotype. That is amazing. <laughs> um, we need to talk offline so I can just pick your brain for 17 hours about that. I mean, the voice, even his voice, I was like, ooh, you're like a character from a sketch. I love it. <laughs> But yeah, no, it was a lot of fun though. He was, he actually really fucked me over because uh, he threw in, I had to guess another movie with Yafit Koto other than Alien. And I was like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) As soon as he threw that out, I was like, well, I guess I'm out. Thanks a lot, bro. Uh, Don't make another beat of the night. I'm trying to think of Yafit Koto. He wasn't like another cop movie, I think. He was like a procedural. He was in the television show Homicide, which at some point had a made for TV movie, but I don't think that counts. Oh, you're right. I am on this bullshit. Midnight Run and The Running Man are two. Oh, and Live and Let Die. That's right. He gets a fucking insane part of that movie <laughs> okay well then it's just on me I'm just a Philistine who doesn't know anything about yeah. Yafet Koto <laughs> I don't know I, I fucked up playing that game I was like the first one out just naming Brad Pitt movies and I didn't name like Ooh. the three that he was in last year so oh no I know I, yeah. really, I really messed up someone at some point was like Brian didn't you love Ad Astra and I was like son of a bitch <laughs> Oh, that movie was wild. To be fair, I was drinking straight whiskey while playing that game. Um, so I'll blame that. Someone asked me to name another performer in Locke. So they're lovely, but fuck them. What? <laughs> oh, that's... I'm sorry. That's some bullshit. <laughs> that is ridiculous. Okay. The guy who plays yeah. Moriarty in the BBC... Um, in the BBC Sherlock. Isn't he one of the voices? Oh, uh, uh, Hot Priest. Star. Yeah, Hot From Priest. From Fleabag. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's the actual actor's <laughs> name. I have no idea. Fleabag. <laughs> His name well, is Hot Priest. <laughs> I just hope that everyone who like looked in it and saw, oh, they're talking about Relic. Oh, Amanda Waltz is back? Is not surprised by the fact that we are just like 10 minutes in now and have yet to actually you gotta like catch up buddy i know oh, it's crazy oh no oh no 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 we are 20 minutes in well, <laughs> oh yeah that's also true we were, is there's the whole we front part that may not actually be here um i just but because <gasps> you're back amanda oh, yes. um i need to tell you that i think once a week i think about your weird boston accent when we were talking <laughs> about black mass is that Mrs. Cody? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did actually remember that recently and giggled to myself because <laughs> it just tickled you so much and I was not expecting it to and then you always talk about it. It's- and it's the worst Massachusetts Boston accent I've ever done. It was so bad, but you committed so hard and it just ruined me for the rest of that episode. I can't fucking even remember. I mean, to be fair, we were not kind to that movie. So no, no we, we were, were just not. dicking around. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you should listen to my podcast because, boy, do we do some accents on that. Uh, I, I have listened to uh, episodes of your podcasts. Uh, would you like to tell the fine folks at home that podcast so they can go look for it? Why, yes, I would. Um, yeah, so uh, since I left the film stage, I 
for my own podcast called Ghoul on Ghoul. Uh, it is a supernatural, sex-positive horror comedy podcast that I do with my friend Sarah, and we just talk about spooky shit. God bless you. And we, I will say this, do not listen to the first maybe 30 or so episodes because it was before I figured out the whole audio stuff. So start at the newest one and work your way back. (laughs) (laughs) And once this quality degrades, just stop. Oh, I mean, they're still listenable, but I think it's more like if you listen to the very first episode, you're going to be like, who are these dickheads? I'm not listening to this shit. And I... It gets way better, but yeah, it's a little rough to begin with. So yeah, just start with the most recent, and once you're like, I love this, I would listen to these gals no matter what, then you can listen to the shitty ones. I mean, that's um, that's every DIY podcast. I hate when people are like, oh, this is the first episode of our podcast, I hope we do right, but they're like in a multi-thousand dollar studio run by UCB or oh. something. Let me tell you, I made pop filters out of old pantyhose and wire coat hangers. Yeah, that was DIY. (laughs) (laughs) That's all fucking DIY. So let me tell you, I am shocked that we even got any audio out to begin with. But yeah, it's been a lot of fun. We do talk about movies. We talk about books. Uh, We have like a recommendations corner kind of. Um, But yeah, I've been doing that. And then I've also been, well, I'm currently furloughed, but I am the arts and entertainment uh, senior staff writer at the Pittsburgh City Paper. but yeah, I'm not currently doing that, so we'll see. So yeah, I've been I've been busy. Awesome. Um, I feel like we're already so far in, and we just kind of hit the COVID quarantine corner update thing. Um, so clearly, you were furloughed. How has everything else been? How are you holding up with all this stuff? <laughs> uh, I'm doing all right. I mean, it's. I would just love to go out and get drunk and be touched by another human being. Um, (laughs) But I would love to go swimming because all the pools are closed. And this is the most sunny Pittsburgh has ever been in the summer. And it is infuriating that I cannot go swimming. The sun Uh, is just glistening off of the slurry pools. mm. I don't. I don't like that I, for some reason. No, I, I love why all that steel pools. industry runoff. I'm so yeah. glad that I can now once again make fun of a different city than Chicago. This is great for me. Chicago's <laughs> like the fancy Pittsburgh. <laughs> you know, like those hobos uh, that have a top hat and the top part is kind of peeled back a little bit, like someone oh, opened it with back. a can opener. Yeah, yes. yeah, that's Chicago. Yeah. That's Chicago. <laughs> Oh, we boy. ain't got no hats here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Drown yourself yeah. in Lake Michigan, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Almost did I that once. Say, Good times. Oh, oh yeah. I will say I have been watching a shit ton of fucking movies and just, I don't know, like to a degree where I feel like I kind of, I felt like I kind of just like fell out of love with movies for a while. I was just watching a lot of TV and playing a lot of video games. And I have just been just going into like Tubi, whatever, and just looking for like the most obscure horror movies. Yes. And just being like, well, let's see what this shit is like. And <laughs> yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Well, that's awesome. But yeah, I'm doing well. I've started making my way through My Name is Earl. So that's. Aww. I, I am legitimately moved <laughs> by that television show sometimes. And I don't know like yeah, what's wrong with it's me. A good show. Yeah. It's a nice show. 
Yeah, it's 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 like an adorable, like good, wholesome, wholehearted show. It's really nice. Yeah, I agree. Awesome. Uh, does anyone else uh, have any like major updates about their quarantine goings ons? No, everyone's no. in stasis. No, no nope. I'm I'm gonna build a computer. That's about it. Wow, oh, cool. like uh, what's his face? Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly. Like what's his face? I think his budget's a little bit over mine, but yeah. Oh god, that was such a thirst trap when he put that video he was up. This wasn't he. <laughs> No, he's he, he's, he's not covered shirtless. in axle grease he, for he, some reason. He just has <laughs> like, oh my oh, I'm s- oh I got all this grease on me from putting me computer together. Like <laughs> that's not how computers work. He's got I know. the rag tucked into his back pocket. <laughs> like a big wrench. You're <laughs> <laughs> just describing a porno. <laughs> this is yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's uh, a guy who has never had to do any actual work in his life. Who assumes that building a computer is the same as fixing a car or possibly <laughs> like, a battleship? He is like David Beckham where like he is hot. You, and then the second you hear his voice, his actual voice, you're like, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> just like it's fun, it's at that gavel. <laughs> Yeah, if he's not putting on his like deep American voice. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's like a it's- Philip from the Americans, Matthew Reese. Oh, okay. I only knew him as as Philip from the Americans, and then like I listened to the Americans podcast. Like, and our oh special guest God, today is you know uh, it's a uh, it's Matthew Reese, and then he's like, "Hello, he's I'm a tiny Welsh- Welshman." <laughs> it's just like what? The <laughs> shit? Have you ever watched his wine, the wine show that he does with Matthew Good? No, but I want to because what? I'm fully in love with both of those men. You will love it. Matthew Reese is such a fucking schlubby goofball and is not a wine enthusiast, but Matthew Good is like a preppy little boy and loves wine. And it's, it's a darling. You should definitely watch it. I got my O-levels in enophilia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a love it's of cute. wine, right? No, everyone? All right. <laughs> no, still made it weird. Sorry. Um... um I blame, I'm going to, everything that happens that's weird today, I'm going to blame uh, on Amanda. Thank you. <laughs> this is the first time I've been on a podcast with you, Amanda. We've only talked about um, yeah. things that's that right, should have been broadcast served on you, the internet. She yeah. served you up on a platter to this goddamn show. <laughs> Michael is my surrogate. He is my... <laughs> <laughs> I do feel as though we have like weirdly similar tastes too. Like we have disagreements, but I I have seen you tweet about movies where I'm like, mm, yes, I agree. Yes, <laughs> quite, quite. Yes. Did you also walk out on a podcast about the movie Mother in the middle of it? Uh, no, but I probably would have. <laughs> Hell yeah! Christ. And it's funny. No, I would have enjoyed it. Because I'm, I, that movie did not infuriate me so much as I just was like, okay, that was an exercise in misery, um, whatever. But yeah, my friend who I was convinced would not like it, loved it. And she and I have definitely had kind of heated conversations where I had her watch the movie Eyes of My Mother and she was uh. like, that movie traumatized me. And then I watched Mother <laughs> 
And so we have this weird like mother dynamic where it's like, it's like, well, I can't get on you because you hated <laughs> eyes of my mother and I loved it. And you can't get on me because I hated mother and you loved it. So let's just, <laughs> I don't know. It's like this weird truce that we made, but yeah, I probably, I don't know. I don't, I didn't listen to that episode. Maybe I should. Hmm. It was interesting because there is legitimately a point where Michael's like, I can't do this anymore. I have to leave. Is that okay? And we're like, sure. And then there's a hard cut and suddenly Jordan Ralph is on. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, did you get Jordan on? Yeah, because yeah. we were like, hey, Michael left. Are you free? Like, we just need a third to talk about this movie. And Jordan, who is just like even keel, just the coolest cat. was yeah. like, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about this fucking sadistic movie with you guys. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> it was like a B minus C plus, which is the most like appropriately Jordan thing. Jordan and I agree about I, so much. I was like I straight. Love. I was like straight A plus. Michael was like burn it with fire, and Jordan was like, yeah, you know, there's like good and bad about it. There's, you know, there's Whoa, hold on, hold on. What about me? What about me, motherfucker? Don't, don't remember Bill. your opinion, Bill. <laughs> I fucking loved it. It was my number one movie of the year. All right, there that we go. That is wild. If you had. <laughs> Bill, if you had walked out of that episode, I would remember your opinion more. I remember your opinion of Call Me By Your Name. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so anytime someone walks out of a, an episode, I'm like, oh, okay, yes. Well, let's just lock that in for the rest of my life. Well, I know what I'm doing later. <laughs> oh, man. Um, Boy, bye. <laughs> B minus, I'm out. <laughs> I, I swear, I wish I could have, I, I wish I just wouldn't have had my, I, I've said this many a time, so I'm not embar embarrassed about it at all. I did not have depression medication that day. Oh, <laughs> so no. because I didn't do that, that's why I had this reaction. So I really wish it was just like the most milk toast, like a movie that no one ever remembers, but I just have a massive panic attack. Well, Michael mean, it, talking about the Mothman <laughs> prophecies and he's just like, I can't. <laughs> With this fucking movie. I'm just leaving. I Guys, I can't do it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, Beautiful could... day in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, but I, I rewatched it later song. and I'm still like, this is still like a C minus. Fuck this movie. But <laughs> I just walking uh, out. I just Ugh. wish I just wish that she would find work with other directors. <laughs> Other than uh, David O. Russell and uh, what's his face? <laughs> what the hell is his name? Darren Aronofsky? Darren, Darren Aronofsky. Aronofsky. I just yeah, wish. His, 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 her one movie with him. Yeah. I thought she did two. Oh, no. She did She did <clears throat> multiple with David O. Russell. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Joy, American Hustle. Yeah. <laughs> did he direct that one where she was the mop lady? Yeah, that's Joy. Yeah, that's Joy. I oh, like Joy. that one more than the one the ones everybody loves. <laughs> Silver lining. She did passengers not bad. with Morton Tildum. Yeah. She's done a lot with um Francis Lawrence, hasn't she? Mm. But like Mortem most of that Hilton. a lot is um the Hunger Games. Yes. Oh, Brent, I just how did you remember Mortem Tildum's name? I looked it up. Ow. I'm not going to pretend that I know. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Christ. he had it. He had it sitting in his back pocket. I just almost name dropping. Almost had Michael Snyder leave because I remembered the name Morton Tildum. <laughs> Mike, he's just so upset. Uh, yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> fuck that dude. Ew. All right. Yeah. Uh, so let's talk about this movie. Why? 
<laughs> We've got to go to There's so much to talk about. Hey, I have very little human reaction in my day to day to day life, so this is this is just amazing right now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, we should at some point talk about this movie. Uh, I should also. Yeah. I'm like I'm beyond even knowing where I should be at this point in the podcast. I feel like I haven't done any of the normal front matter. Everyone knows where to find us. Nope. Twitter, Facebook. I'm just so happy I'm here. I know. I yeah. know. You said like 14 months ago, like, yeah, I'd love to come on. And then Michael Snydell, our scheduler, just laying down on the job. Our scheduler. <laughs> oh, Mike, you're, you're so much better than that. <sighs> oh, thank you. Bro. Co-executive producer. <laughs> sure. I just I just had to big up Amanda so many different times, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I'm in demand, baby. <laughs> she got on before Alex Ross Perry, though. So just saying, we'll see who the priorities are. <laughs> Legitimately, like the the interaction that he has with like the film stage and everything, he must know in some way that I'm like his biggest anti fan, right? Is, like, is, he this, just, what, is yeah, this what you want? Is this, is this what you want, Brian? It's not what I'm I want. Curious. I had a I had a director retweet something that I or tweet out like I just listened to a podcast about a movie and some asshole said this and I was like oh no <laughs> like I wait, say hey but wait is it wait Alex Ross Perry tweeted this no it was not Alex Ross Perry it was someone oh, else. Oh, it was a different oh, movie Jesus. it was a movie that I did not like and I was very vocal about it but you know you know I say a lot of nice things about. <laughs> movies and directors and they never tweet anything out but this guy he was not happy with me um yes so anyway uh but there's just a part of me that's like if if i were to like be like oh hey alex like what's up i'm brian rowan i work for the film stage he'd just stare at me and not shake my hand (laughs) with his weird kind of like emo phillips haircut Ish. I don't know. I, 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 hate, I thought you I said Bijou Phillips for the second. No, 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 no. Emu Phillips. He's got a weird haircut. Okay. I hate looking at photos of people where like I have an impression of them, and then like sometimes that gets completely and utterly ruined. But it sounds like in this case it would just make sense, right? No, no, no. Any like seriously, when I saw him, I was just like, all right, <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, what Check if Emo Mark. Phillips played Velma in Scooby Doo? What? Wait, what? What if he, he plays Velma? In no, like he, yeah, like if they do another live action Scooby Doo movie and he can play Velma, because I'm just looking at his main picture. He's got the hair. He's got so the hair I, for it. I am. Um, I wow. I was just about to say. I just assume that Alex Ross Perry looks exactly like the brother from Color Wheel. And I looked it up, and he mm-hmm. plays the brother in Color Wheel. <laughs> I was That's right. So excellent! Oh Very my god! Excited about it. Um, if, if, if Alex Rosberry listens to the film stage show, he's definitely going to start saying stuff. Now. What if he's our biggest fan? <laughs> he's our Patreon supporter that like randomly dropped like fifty dollars for an episode. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> Is that guy still doing that? I'd feel real have, bad if that was still no. happening. I uh, I have not seen that reflected in my uh, PayPal account. So, no. What you don't realize is that there's a 95-5 split, so I get 90% of the income. This is utter bullshit. I'm not Where's my contract? I'm ripping it up. You're in a contract? I'm, I'm the whole fucking reason we even have a Patreon. 
Is that a okay. thing to be proud of? Yeah. <laughs> I'm the reason we're begging for money. Me! <laughs> I'm the reason we had to go on the street with that hat and the note card in it. <laughs> okay, I, I have one more thing to say about Mr. Alex Ross Perry. So I found this nerdist thing. Mr. He is on a podcast and he's for some reason in front of a Star Wars The Force Awakens poster in the banner photo. But then the podcast isn't about Star Wars. Was he in in the Nerdist Studios or was like that his rumpus room? No, I think he is in the Nerd Studios. He is? He's just chilling in front of a gigantic Force Awakens poster. He's a huge... Ray fan. Do they have a name? Ray fan? A Ray fan. He's a fan of Ray. Oh, Ray. Ray Ray Palpatine. (laughs) You know her? (laughs) (laughs) I have not actually seen the movie, but I told my husband, because he went and saw it, and I was like, just tell me everything that happened. I'm not going to watch it. So you didn't spoil anything for me. Yeah, the only thing that he couldn't spoil was Babu Frick, and that's that's the only reason. To Everyone ever watch is so salivating over Babu Frick, and it's because Look, he's, he's the better one. than than Cheddar Goblin. All right, Cheddar Goblin no! was the other. <laughs> First of all, in a fight between the two, Cheddar Goblin would devour Babu Frick. Oh, Cheddar Goblin! Yeah, Cheddar Goblin Goblin's gonna hands down. Yeah, Not but even. Cheddar no Goblin contest. is a waste of of the internet's like time, basically. Speaking of Cheddar it Goblins, wild for that, and that complete <laughs> other disaster. Speaking of Cheddar what? Goblins in movies, um, I did a Palm Springs hashtag the other day and realized that the Twitter Insta emoji after the hashtag is the goat. I still don't oh. understand how these indie films choose the one random thing that they're going to make their mascot. <laughs> That's associated primarily with another indie film. Like it's, it's A24. So I don't I, Yeah, A24. Yeah. Well, I guess like what other image? Yeah, I was going to say, because that would get confused with uh, The Witch, because I'm pretty sure they did The Goat too. Well, no, that, it's that not one called made The sense. Witch. It's called The Witch. Thank you. The Witch. That's true. Cheap beer, uh, like a the pizza slice, you know, pool float. the raft. Yeah, yeah the raft. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. raft would be. Yeah, I think the raft would be a good one. Or I think there are emojis where it is somebody just sitting in a pool raft. How about just so a palm tree? <laughs> Brian, come on. Sandberg burning alive in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. I don't even know what I was going to say. Jesus. This has gone so oh, off the rails already. We should, have, we should have said, like, we're going to meet an hour early just to get it all out of our system. Because <laughs> I feel like when I was on, this happened a lot. So I don't know if it's just me or if, I don't know, if you guys are given to just going on bullshit Not usually this quick, you know? Robin Barr. Robin yeah, Barr right took now. us on a few walks, but like that was after we'd at least said the title of the movie that we were discussing. Okay, okay. We said Palm Springs, right? That's what, that's what we're discussing? Oh, oh no. Michael, I watched the wrong movie again. So Michael told me that right before the Skype call, <laughs> Bill, and I was like, now I don't feel so bad about getting directors and actors wrong. Because I did that 
Towards the end, when I started being like, I don't want to talk about movies anymore, I definitely did that pretty often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, Bill is just like, ask- wait, we're talking about Palm Springs, and this is five minutes before we go on. <laughs> yes. I was like, hold on. With a guest. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so that was fun. But we've oh, all watched. Oh, it was with a guest? Yeah. yeah. So luckily, we oh. had the guest to be the third oh. chair. Um, otherwise, it just would have been Michael and me. Like that time we talked about Anyara. <laughs> And it just yes. turned into a discussion of like God. <laughs> That's uh, what always uh, happens. That's what it always. We fucking talked about God during Ladybird somehow. That's <laughs> uh, also well, true. Well, I yeah. mean, that's that's she definitely goes to like a. a the There's religious themes in that. Yeah, yeah, no, it makes sense. But like, then we get real deep into it, and it's like, oh shit, have they been drinking again? <laughs> I asked Michael if I should have a beer before I come on. Um, I did not. Because I drank a lot of wine last night. Well, here's your opportunity. You can crush one you now. Uh, yeah, no, one's, okay. no one's stopping. All bets are off. I, to be fair, I already feel a little bit drunk. Just, <laughs> just, just to be back in this. the square. <laughs> I'll probably get fighting drunk later with Brian. Yes. It's on. <laughs> um, I feel as All though right. I've mellowed. You know, I became a father. I, uh, yeah. I'm tired a lot. <laughs> yes. That'll do it. That'll do it. Yeah. Wait, did called snack? That's that's cute. You have a snake called snack? <laughs> yeah, Cora named the snake. <laughs> I put it away, and she said, "No, snack, snack." And I was like, "All right, well, the snake is clearly named snack now." <laughs> <laughs> he just oh, killed Walt. <laughs> what kind of snake is it? It's a corn snake. <laughs> It's a tiny corn, little. It's tiny little like six month old corn snake, snake named Snack. Okay. Amanda just went up like two octaves. Okay, I'm sorry if you've talked about this in previous podcast episodes, and I'm like reacting to it like it's new. But like, that is no, that's fine. It's new. That to is you. a treasure. That's just wholesome. That's, just beautiful. <laughs> that's, that's what we strive to do here at the uh, the film Hashtag stage show is blessed. just bring you wholesome family <gasps> entertainment. Big and a wholesome. How about this relic? <laughs> Before this is we like t- junk after a funeral vibes. That's, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> this is no. This is 100 what it's like when I go back to Houston and um I meet like a friend who's like a really good friend of mine who I haven't talked to in a year and it's just mm-hmm. like. Wasted before the alcohols touched our mouths and like mixing between catching up and just being like, do you remember that time you did that thing? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. That's the vibe here. <clears throat> Another round on me. Yeah. We've been on the line for 40 minutes and we still. <laughs> I still think about when we did fucking that Kurt Cobain documentary and Mad Max Fury Road. Was it Montage of Heck? It wasn't. It wasn't the one two. that was. It wasn't, it wasn't the bleach one. Yeah, I think it was Montage of Heck. <laughs> and like we did that with Mad Max Fury Road. And I swear to God, that thing was like three hours long. Yes. I was <laughs> so sweaty by the end of that. <laughs> that was an awesome movie. I moved to different parts of my house. because I was just like, <laughs> I i can't do this on my couch. I got to go. And <laughs> I got to go in the guest room. You're a damn fan. <laughs> oh, I, I was just like. like that happened Ugh. a few times. There was one time when we had to do two episodes in one day. I think it was like The Revenant, and then we decided to do like the uh, the top tens. 
Oh, oh and by the end, I wanted to slit my Yikes. own wrists open. The yeah. Revenant was such a weird one. Yeah, two, two podcasts in one day is is too much. Never again. Yeah, I think I've done like a whole ass episode and then a special bonus in one day, and that was all I could handle. We we've definitely done a uh, an episode, figured out that the recording was fucked, and then had to redo it. <laughs> that happened to us with the Star Wars with uh, Nick Newman. Oh, oh yeah, that, oh, that sucked. That, that second conversation is always just like, all right, well, hey, you had a good point about this. You should uh, <laughs> you should talk about it again. Remember the last time when you said this? I did. Yeah, it was really smart. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> let's rehash right. it. It's like that episode right. of Frasier when um, Niles and uh, Daphne get married and then they have to get married again because everyone was offended that they weren't brought in. And then they had to do it again for some other absurd reason. Oh, and by the God. third time, they're going through their vows and it's like, I um, Oh, what was it? Uh, love, cherish. I'll always something you... <laughs> That's where we are now. Yeah, that's where we're at. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Movie, <laughs> a curated streaming service showcasing exceptional films from around the globe. Every day, Movie premieres a new film, whether it's a timeless classic, a cult favorite, or an acclaimed masterpiece. It's guaranteed to be a movie that you either already love or are soon to fall in love with. We got Lafleur in many parts. This is a staggeringly long Argentinian film. Uh, we've made many jokes about it on this show before. I am not sure that any of us have watched it yet. Michael Snydell, have you watched it? Why are you putting me on the spot? Because we no, know Bill hasn't watched it. <laughs> I have not yet. No, it's just, it's a lot. It's like 13 or 14 hours. They also have out on there. Oh, it's like a Berlin Alexander Platz deal. That's, uh, that's 11 hours yeah. too long for me. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a new like genre of film. Like To give you a sense, the first part is uh, part of a B-movie with a mummy, part a musical Whoa, without an ending, and part a spy thriller. It's totally my shit. <clears throat> It's in many parts, Bill, so they may have broken it down into, like, you know... Yeah, if they're two-hour episodes, I'm down. Uh, Part uh, one is 226 minutes long. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what is this called again? LaFleur. Oh, Jesus. I mean, I'm acting all indignant about this, but, like, I watched both the Friday the 13th documentary and the... uh, They'll never sleep again. The Elm Street documentary, and both of those are easily fourteen hours long. And Holy I watched both hell. of them. So I, I mean, I'm exaggerating, but like they are very, very long. And I'm sitting here like I would never watch that movie. That's too long. <laughs> watch this documentary about. Meanwhile, like, after my daughter goes to bed at eight thirty, I'm gonna stay up till two o'clock, shame watching. Just shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going through Wait. a lot right now, okay? What? <laughs> All are. What? Do better. <laughs> Do better. Do better. You're a piece of shit and I hate you. Um, I just, uh, the other night, no one talk. <laughs> I have had a week, all right? First of all. And I've also had like a last two years, so. <laughs> I will say if news radio ever started streaming somewhere again. Oh, it's I, over, yeah. Oh, it's over. I'm gone. I'm donezo. I have I have a question. Amanda Walsh, did you listen to our marriage story episode? 
No. <laughs> okay. Just curious. You, you missed some stuff. <laughs> I uh, I did not watch Marriage Story. Good, so. good, like smart Anything. life decision. I just. <laughs> Wait, did you get divorced? Wait, what's yeah, happening? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, that's not the reaction I was thinking. Sorry. <laughs> no, if I wasn't expecting to get a laugh out of it, I wouldn't have prefaced it with "Did you listen to our marriage story episode?" Oh no, do I want to listen to it now? <clears throat> I don't know. It's it's well, kind of funny. It, it was it was interesting because he messaged us uh, shortly before the podcast, yes. not uh, about an hour ahead, and said, "Hey, I'm getting a divorce, so this <gasps> may be a weird." Yeah, I was like, just so you guys know, because my original intention was to drop it as a bomb live on air. Brian, no. But then I was like, (laughs) no, I need like, but I have I have feelings about this movie specifically because I'm going through a divorce. And like a lot of that movie pissed me off. Oh, that movie as soon like my husband loved it. And I was like, you loved it. Because you didn't have two siblings, much older siblings, who both went through the most nightmarish divorces ever, where not only were they going through the divorce, but the entire family was going through the divorce because Mm -hmm. everybody had to get pulled into it. And it's like, I ain't watching that shit. Meanwhile, (laughs) it's like, oh, her family's so quirky. And apparently he doesn't have anyone in his life. And he's got a genius grant and she just got a pilot. And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. (laughs) No. But anyway, yes. I'm sorry, Brian. Eh, I'm so sorry to hear that. (laughs) A minute after Amanda just cackled. (laughs) I would have been upset if it had, like, rocked her to her core emotionally. I'm actually kind of happy that it resulted in a cackle. (laughs) I mean, you set it up. I did. You set it up, buddy. I didn't say, ooh, we should cut this part, by the way. It's like, Amanda, I need to pull you aside. I need to tell you something devastating. You know, it wasn't I'm even just... a tea. It was like a tea ball. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Bats. oh, my God. Uh, that is. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I will say this actually weirdly transitions into Relic for me uh, oh, because. Good. Yeah, because wait, my wait. I, I talked about. OK, go ahead. We, need to, we need to finish the movie commercial. Wait, there's a commercial? We were just doing a commercial for a movie. We were talking about LaFleur. If you, ladies and gentlemen at home, are interested in a free 30-day subscription to movie, all you got to do is go to mubi.com slash filmstage. Again, that's mubi.com slash filmstage for a whole month of great cinema for free. Now, let's talk about Relic. Amanda Waltz. Yeah. <laughs> what Hello. were you going to say? Well. To lead us so- into our discussion of Relic. <laughs> Before I was so rudely interrupted. Uh, we have contractual obligations. Bill needs yes, his I 76 do. cents. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, Snydell and I actually uh, message each other about this because I was saying that my, my own grandmother, she died of Alzheimer's. And so I feel like I can kind of talk about this movie from a certain perspective. I don't know if you guys have ever had that experience or if you've had a relative who's gone through that. But I mean, it's, yeah. So I was just curious to see how I would see it through that lens. Uh, But yeah, that's that's just what I wanted to say. So I was was just very curious about like what your separate reactions were compared to mine. 
And I'm sure we will talk about that. Um, before mm-hmm. we do, let's just do a little table setting. We are, yes, talking finally at last about Relic. The film. Just looked at the time code. Wait, the what now? <laughs> I just looked at the time code. <laughs> this is the feature film debut of Natalie, Erica, James. Uh, this movie about a mother and her daughter uh, looking for their own mother and grandmother, respectively, who has gone missing in her wooded uh, home. And uh, she uh, leaves behind a couple of haunting clues. And as the story goes on, things twist and turn and nothing is as it seems. This movie is out on VOD now. And um, it's also playing at drive-ins. So if you have that option available to you, uh, you should uh, go and do that. Um, A lot of my review of this movie is actually going to be about the experience of watching it at home. And why I believe that it proves that you will always, always have a place uh, or a segment of the population who desires to go to the cinema. But before we get into anything else, here is a little bit of the trailer. When was the last time you spoke to her? It's been a few weeks. Fran? Mom? Mom? She called me a few weeks ago. I think she was scared. She thought someone was coming into the house. All right. So that's part of the trailer for Relic. Again, this movie out on VOD now. It stars... Emily Mortimer, Robin Nevin, and Bella Heathcote. What was that? Was who? What did Michael? Did you just laugh? I think it was a combination of me and Amanda snickering at you bit. not having it in front of you. I had it in front of me, but my brain still wanted to say um, Emily Watson for whatever reason. Oh, I, uh, I I was saying Emily Blunt for the longest time, so don't feel bad. Okay, good. Um, be careful though, Brian. She has avian bird syndrome. So yes, she has very what is bones. it? Yeah, <laughs> my bones. That's a good joke. <laughs> what? Nice. Thirty rocks from Thirty Rock Bill. Oh, yeah, 30 uh, rock it's a nice. great joke. No, yeah. my issue like, is did that I, did I watch the wrong movie again? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you this watched a... the adaptation of the horror novel Relic. Yes. <laughs> this is of course the Not Relic. The relic. <laughs> Let's talk about Chicago, guys. Oh, that's true. Okay, we got to stop. Yeah, it takes place no, no, at the no, Field I, Museum. I, I, I think I think the other movie's just called Relic, I thought. No, it's The Relic. Okay, you're right. Yeah, it's based on the Lee and Child uh, thing. It's ours Tom Sizemore, I think. Anyway. Peter Himes. Let's, uh, let's, uh, what were we talking about? Emily Mortimer? Yeah. My issue is that Emily Watson is another, um, British actress who is in a movie that I like that takes place in Australia. So, like, my brain just keeps going back there. Hmm. Anyway, also Robin Mevin and, uh, Bella Heathcote. Um, let's, uh, talk about it. Uh, let's have our spoiler-free section before we move into spoilers. I'm sure you already know the drill. Uh, Amanda Waltz, why don't we begin with you? Oh, well, well, well. Uh... So, yeah, this movie really took its time. Uh, I'll say that much. <laughs> it, was, it was not in a hurry. Hey, hey this is my corner. <laughs> 89 minutes, too. Yeah, Bill, you should have oh. been, uh, been fine with this. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, I was so relieved when I saw that time, and that just flew right out the door when I started it. Um, 
So here's the thing. I, as I mentioned before, um, I was, I wouldn't say excited, but I was very interested in seeing this movie just because I do feel that there is this subset of movies specifically in the horror genre that explore um, the horror of Alzheimer's or the horror of dementia and aging. And uh, one of the movies was The Taking of Deborah Logan, which is a found footage movie. I would even say to a certain degree, The Visit. Oh, yeah, 100 percent. 100 percent, even though that that gets turned on its head and wild. Um, There's another one, too. But yeah, those are the two. Yeah. I I was on the episode where we talked about that one. That was also a wild episode um, for anybody who's interested <laughs> in listening. Uh, but so I wanted to really see how this movie treated that. And I think what is frustrating about this movie for me is that I think the pacing is really off, number one. Um, and I don't know. It, there's this, I think it's trying to capture this paranoia and this fear of what is life going to be like because everyone has aging parents and it's the baby boomer generation. So there's so many of them. And how are we going to deal with it? And that I do think that there is a generational fear of what are we going to do that is reflected in these movies. But what I wonder is that, especially in a horror movie, like how do you grant humanity? to someone who is basically becoming monstrous or in, you know, some cases, a literal monster. So I was really curious to see how it played out. I wasn't crazy about it. I I really needed more and I just wasn't getting it. I think it, it just went down this prestige horror road that I get so frustrated with that is just so concerned with looking important and looking and as opposed to actually being a horror movie and I wasn't scared at all um I will say a lot of the design elements were really on point in terms of depicting at the house of someone who is has a uh degenerative uh Mm. condition and I thought like and especially the way I mean, we can talk about it a little more, especially in the way the house is depicted as well. And I thought the three women were amazing. I mean, I for what they had to work with, I thought they did a great job. Although I thought it was interesting. My husband pointed out that Emily Mortimer is only like 12 years older than Bella Heathcote. <laughs> and she's playing Wait, her mother. True? Yeah, he looked it up. <clears throat> and oh I was God. like... Yeah, oh, Bella well, Heathcote I mean, was was born uh, six days after me. Oh, okay. So that's interesting. Emily Mortimer. So she was eighty-seven, and Emily Mortimer is seventy-one. Okay, so maybe, maybe a little bit, maybe a few more years on. But I still, it's like that would have been a very young, yeah. still 16, That would have been a teen, yeah. teen pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And also, I'm, Bella Heathcote looks very young. I'm glad about that because I did for the longest time believe that they were sisters. Yes, me too. I, too. I just didn't look it up. <laughs> no, I, was I like, did too. Oh, these poor sisters looking for their mother. And then at some point I was like, why does she keep calling her Gran? And I was like, oh, 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 Brian, you fool. They're yeah. both her granddaughters. And I was like, it feels a little weird for Emily Mortimer to be. Nope, that's her actual daughter. Shit. Okay. Yeah. We're recalibrating. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they they don't really look like they could be related i mean they look nothing like each other too but i mean whatever i'm not going to talk about the casting choices um i will say this though 
I don't know if I've ever watched another movie with Bella Heathcote or if I've watched movies, if she did an American accent, but she has the most attractive, honeyed voice I have ever heard. And I watch a lot of Australian reality TV and Love Island? They do not sound like her. I <laughs> like, I just realized one of the reasons that I missed having you so much because you're the I'm only horny. person I feel like I can talk women with. And yeah. men, honestly. We <laughs> yeah. kicked this off by talking about how hot Matthew Good is. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I mean, if you want me to be hornier on Maine, I'm I'm happy with I will <laughs> I, I accept Maine. it, but you're not allowed to say horny on Maine. <laughs> no, I was just as a just there's a musical quality to her voice it is and i just feel like i watch so much australian reality tv where it's like i like that kind of <laughs> level of oh. australian where there's an r in there where there shouldn't be so i don't know if it's like she has a more posh accent i don't know if australians have posh accents but i i mean i loved her i thought well, she did a great from job Melbourne, so maybe that's mm-hmm. you know. mm-hmm. i don't know um, i think she might be from bondi from Bandai. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Bill's going to have to leave Bondi. before we even get to his opinion. That's the funniest thing. Did you guys not watch that uh, reality TV show about the Airbnbs? Bitch, where, where you know I watched that shit. At each other? That show oh. rules. It's five from Bondi. <laughs> I did not watch this show, and now I must, clearly. It's so fucking good, Brian. And it actually is a pretty good lesson, a geography lesson, about (laughs) Australia, because, I mean, they go all over Australia. But, yeah. So, so she has been in The Neon Demon, which I saw. Mm -hmm. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, which I have not. I'm pretty sure she gets eaten. Oh, in the zombie movie? No. In Neon Demon. No, she, she's the one who does... The, spoilers for the Neon Demon. She's the one who does the eating. <laughs> Wait, I thought that was Elle Fanning. Elle Fanning gets devoured, doesn't she? I thought it was... Opposite. Guys, don't make I me guess. have to watch the Neon Demon tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't no, have to. No, okay. no. Uh, there's this thing called Wikipedia. All right, Phil, your job is now to Wikipedia who gets eaten in the Neon <laughs> <Okay>. Demon. <laughs> On it. Uh, Thanks, okay, you. I would say she's really good in Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman, a movie I, I don't love, oh, but I yeah. think the, all the performances are really good. Rebecca yeah. Hall, National Treasure. Uh, well, not National Treasure because she's British. Dude, but, yeah. can I tell you, I watched, <laughs> I watched Doctor Sleep and I was like, I'm so in with this Rebecca Hall look. I mean, ugh, talk about aspirational. <laughs> oh, I she was the hat, right? Yeah, she was the dude, hat. The well, half of that episode was just me melting. <laughs> Over her. What? Ferguson, not Rebecca Hall. (laughs) Wait, am I getting Rebecca Hall and Rebecca Ferguson confused? Oh, you are, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, damn it. Uh, Rebecca Hall is the the wife of the magician in um, The Prestige, right? You just wiped Rebecca (laughs) Hall. I'm sorry, it's a Christopher Nolan movie. They don't have names. (laughs) Oh, no. There's dead wife. There's soon to be dead wife, you know? And then there's uh, Batman. Now I'm like, now I'm like, okay, wait, where did I go wrong? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking uh, okay. about? Are Rebecca we still Hall, just talking sure. about pretty accents and women who are under the <laughs> Commonwealth? Billy Heathcote. That's who we're talking about. Yes. Okay. She's, okay. In, a, she's yeah. in a television show called Strange Angel, 
which should be 100% up my alley, which I will never watch because I'm pretty sure it's on CBS All Access. Yes. Yeah. So that's just never happening. Oh, no. Okay. So, yeah, uh, definitely Elle Fanning gets devoured. Boom. I knew Mm. it. Mm -hmm, mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Perfect. All right. Anyway, so... Uh, but yeah, I'll get into it a little bit more. Uh, I think overall, I was very cold on this movie. And in terms of, I mean, maybe I went into it with a few too many expectations. But yeah, I don't know. I just think that it got, I think it got a little too concerned with looking like a prestige movie as opposed to actually scaring you, which... Mm-hmm. You know, would have been nice. But yeah, that's my general take. All right. Bill Graham. Uh, yeah, this is a slow burn movie. Um, I think it's got a lot of pacing, pacing issues, just like Amanda does. Um, well, you said Amanda has pacing issues. <laughs> no, I said the movie has pacing issues, just like Amanda mentioned, basically, okay. is what I was trying to say. Um Anyways, uh, I also think that it's a reflection of the fact that uh, I'm surprised this movie is an hour and a half. Um, I definitely thought it was a little over two hours. Shot. Uh, Shot. <laughs> Looking at the uh, you, none of you people look at clocks. <laughs> oh, I I definitely look at clocks, Brian. Don't 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 doubt me there. Oh, oh, I, I look at clocks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started on clocks. I got like four grandfather clocks. <laughs> Bill is actually a, a PhD in neurology, right? <laughs> what? Yeah. What? No. The, stu- um, the study anyways. of time. Study of time, basically. Yeah. And and how much of a waste it is sometimes. Oh. Hey. Uh, I didn't. I didn't really dig this movie all that much. Yeah, I I thought it was fairly well acted. Um, I thought the fact that um, they start the film in the way that they do is smart because it takes such a long time to really get going again um, that, I don't know, I, I was hoping for more out of this film, even though we get some wicked scenes. Uh, but I don't know. I, I'm I'm interested to see where everybody else lands. Uh, that way we can either all pile on or uh, have a decent uh, discussion about it. Be great if we all just agree that it's like middling with some good parts, and we still end this <laughs> in 15 minutes, like a screaming match. <laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's see, Michael Snydell. What do you think of the relic? Uh, yep, just relic. Yeah. I'm- I'll I'll pile on a little bit. I I but I I do want to say I, I I like that we're talking about this because I think um, at the at the uh, fear of sounding like this is in bad taste. I think that movies about dementia are kind of interesting to see how they approach them. Like Amanda, I really did this want this to either be more trashy or care about its writing enough to actually want to articulate it beyond some like really. Uh, very obvious tropes. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you, you know, like well, we already 
yeah, Amanda, you mentioned taking a Deborah Logan, like, or The Visit, like, both of those movies are in incredibly bad taste. Oh, but Deborah I, Logan is, like, ooh. Yeah, <laughs> but they, but they fucking know, like, it, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's never meant to do that. And, you know, like, and then you have things on the total opposite of the spectrum, like things like Away From Her, oh, or, yeah. um, or Still Alice, and I, I Again, like, of course, it's going to be in the middle there. But I just thought just so much of this movie felt like good actors sleepwalking through. um, Yeah, just like such these familiar beats, these like dimly lit spaces. I swear to God, God. why is every room of that house dark dark? Yes. (laughs) And like, I definitely felt that a 24 art house horror like we can speak of that later but there is a Mm -hmm. final scene in this movie that goes like five minutes too long in trying to lead to a final shot that's just a a real like sigh moment (laughs) uh here's what i'll say the production design is nice and how they play with it is a cool idea that they have no idea how to shoot structure or uh ingrain into the movie there's a cool idea here. It's in spoilers. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. I don't know why this wasn't a short. Um, okay, so this Ooh. is great. This is great news, everyone. I, too, am not that hot on this movie. <laughs> hey. no. um, why did we choose this movie? Why <clears throat> fucking wow. recommended this movie? This movie has a 91% from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. I, yeah. I did notice that... Uh, what is it like 56% knocked over the bucket of uh, popcorn? Oh, yeah, the <laughs> audience score is, is super low. Yeah, um, the audience bucket. score is 46%. The tomato is fresh, but the popcorn is tipped on its side. So, uh, you know, do with that what you will, America. <laughs> <laughs> what was I going to say? Why does it got to be America? We, 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 have a, we have a wide net. That's mm. true. We do mm, have sure. a wide net. Um. Yes. Uh, one, of, one of the people who engages with me <laughs> most on Twitter uh, speaks Portuguese, and I believe is from Brazil. So, anyway. Oh, I was learning Portuguese, oh. oddly enough. Yeah, we should talk about that for 15 minutes. We should. I will Why say were you, we, yeah. were you using oh, Duolingo? Well, it's interesting. Well, my husband works for Duolingo, weirdly enough. But oh yeah, my God. Uh, I was before. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bill, you joke, but look, here we are. It's going to be 15 no, no, minutes. No, no, no. Hey, no. I, uh, let me tell I, you I, about Duolingo. Let me tell you about their I, work culture. I definitely tried to learn Spanish uh, earlier this year, and uh, I was uh, driving, and I missed an exit. And I was like, yeah, this is not going to happen again. Oh, doing it while driving? <laughs> yeah, I was doing the audiobook. Okay. I, no, I was just doing it for like six months. I would just take time out of my day. and uh, But shit, what was I going to say? I had something that I wanted to say. You were learning Portuguese? learning portuguese what were we talking about before that the fact that one of my twitter most people <laughs> oh who that's right to me is well i portuguese. would say with my with my podcast we have a very devoted follower in ireland who owns a sex shop and she often communicates with us <laughs> well faith and begora isn't that yes. a, isn't that take, a blessing um take from even, that way I don't even remember what I was talking about. Take a lot uh, from you that. Not, you, were not, you were cold on this movie as well. Yes. How did that go to Portuguese people and sex shops in Ireland? I don't know. <laughs> oh, this is great. Yeah, it's the old days. Um, um, uh, 
shit. Um, anyway, so yeah, I <clears throat> this movie like it led me down like three different garden paths of me thinking that it was going to be something that it wasn't, and I I'm kind of annoyed that it, all those garden paths didn't turn out to be what I thought they were going to be. Uh, for a while, it really reminded me of a movie called Don't Leave Home that I saw that was like very into like folk horror, and I was like, ooh, it's going to be like a folk horror thing. This is going to be nice, and then it wasn't. And then for a while, it reminded me of House of Leaves, the cult novel by Daniel. Oh uh, wow. Yeah. We, we were just Mark talking Z. Daniel about that. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's another movie that Shirley. just came out called, well, there's Shirley, yeah, but then there's also uh, You Should Have Left with Kevin Bacon, and the only thing I know about it is that there was a Twitter ad that, like, was 30 seconds long, and it was, like, him measuring the living room and then him measuring the outside house. He's like, it's bigger <laughs> on the inside than it is on the outside, and his daughter's like, how is that possible? And he's like, it's not. Boom! You should have left. It's a TARDIS. <laughs> It's the inside of Snoopy's house. (laughs) Good Lord. Uh, Um, So, so wait, are we saying, nope, I'm not going down that road. Okay. Is is Snoopy a time lord? Is that why he's able to fight World War I? Guys. (laughs) He's got a scarf. He does fly around. He does fly around. (laughs) Is Snoopy as the Red Baron? Actually, Doctor Who. Well, he is the flying ace, I think, who's trying to take down the Red Baron. Bill, can you fact check that for me? Yes. No, that that is true. Okay, great. That is true. We don't have to look that up. Um, (laughs) I love how I said I wasn't going to do it, and then I did it anyway. Hey, I got all the time in the world, baby. (laughs) That's true. Bill might have somewhere to go. Um, And Bill, by that, by uh, speaking of that, you are so free to leave at any point if you'd like to. I don't want you to be stuck here with this if you feel like you just need to go. This giggle fest. I'll I'll give it fifteen minutes. Okay, great. Uh, See how you feel then. So here's the thing. No exit. I um. No one's listening to this episode anyway. We should just do this for us. So yeah. I. The thing is, I really like Emily Mortimer. I have enjoyed Bella Heathcote, and as Amanda Waltz yeah. said, and has now opened the door for me to agree with. Do it. She's uh gorgeous with a honey voice. I mean, like yeah, it's so nice to see her on a screen. Uh, literally, yeah. just to see her upon a screen. Robin yeah. Nevin is a powerhouse in this movie. She's totally ah. great. And um, I don't know, Australians, you know, in a woods, there's stained glass windows that are creepy. Like there was so much that could have kept me holding on. Yeah, I do want to say I this movie is as I was watching it, I was like, this is why theaters need to reopen because I'm streaming this from my computer onto my Apple TV, onto my TV. And the sound mix, for whatever reason, was really weird. So I had to keep a constant hand on the button. The, the volume button, you know? Oh, yeah. And um, and I I don't know. My house was built 101 years ago. So it's it's oriented and the windows are such that it is to maximize the amount of natural light that gets in. And on a <laughs> sunny 100 degree day in July, that means that there is a glare on my screen that if it is a movie that takes place sometimes in near pitch blackness... Makes it impossible to see stuff. So I had to move the computer or not. I had to move the television in the middle of like the fifth minute of this. I was like, I can't, I can't, I got to just like swivel the TV around and readjust myself. Oh, geez. So like that set me up for failure. Um, 
I don't know that I would have liked the movie anymore if I hadn't had to deal with that. But that just lets you know that like there is an aspect of the theatrical experience that you were missing. Yeah, it, I, I will say I will agree with you. I did feel like streaming this. It was very muddy in parts and mm-hmm. it was very hard to see what was going on. Yeah. And that we we blacked out our windows. We turned off the lights just thinking, OK, this will give us the maximum amount of light. Coming off of the screen. Nope. Right, but it's not I the same as like a 3,000 candela, you exactly. know, movie yeah. projector in pitch black. I'm not going to su- I'm going to sound like Michael Moneybags here, but I actually dished out the cash when I saw what it looked like. I dished out the cash on iTunes. Uh, whoa, it's whoa, whoa. still. <laughs> oh, Mr. Moneybags buying <laughs> movies on iTunes. It is he, still... he, he used his Patreon money. Oh. <laughs> It is still very dim, I will say, and Damn. the whole movie sounds like a waterlogged ship. So, oh yeah, <laughs> that's kind of wow. Bad. Here I am trying very to give this movie de- benefits of doubt, and you're just like, no, no, no. It seems very intentional, but like, yeah, the whole time I was like, you know, this would be kind of cool if it turned out to just be a fucking ship or something. But they're oh actually a, a hospital ship that was sunk in 1942. Anyway. <laughs> Why, there hasn't been a hospital ship around here for uh, eight or years. I, um, <laughs> that, was the, that was the end of the movie. I love the... I, have you all ever seen the movie Below, the submarine World War II movie that's a ghost story? No. no. Have you seen Ghost Ship? <laughs> no, I have not seen Ghost Ship. Below is really good. It's directed by David uh, Twohey, who did uh, Pitch yeah, Black. yeah. And Perfect Getaway. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Perfect Getaway rules. It's got Holt McElhaney in it and um, that very tall British woman from Dollhouse. <laughs> I, I said douche. No, she's uh, not douche. <laughs> not Debicki. No. Not Elizabeth Debicki? Okay. Um, oh, I Dollhouse. Would look, yeah, Dollhouse. The Joss Whedon show starring Elijah yeah, Dushku. Yeah. Dushku. Um, but, but, but not Dushku. No, it's not. Uh, Olivia Williams. Okay. Ah, huh. Anyway, um, there's a point in that movie that is taking place on a submarine that is possibly haunted. And there's like, they talk about like, you know, there was a German destroyer and we sunk it and blah, blah, blah. And our leader or like our captain was killed when like depth charges explode near us. And there's a point when one of the guys, I think it's Zach Galifianakis says, what if, you know, we didn't sink that like destroyer? What if it sunk us? And one of, you know, it's like a bunch of World War II grizzled men. And one of them just looks at him and says, ooh, good twist. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> <was> like, yeah, <laughs> fucking love it. Anyway, that's a good movie. You should check it out. Um, I like okay. it better than Relic. Um, there's just, I, I, you know, and again, it's, it's, um, it's not the movie's fault, but I said that I was exhausted while watching this movie. Right. And I probably wouldn't have brought it up if all of you hadn't said that you also felt that this movie was well over two hours. But I, at some point, was like, I must have read this wrong because this is still happening and this is not an 89 minute movie. <laughs> there was a point when I blinked and thought that I had a micro nap because I suddenly opened my eyes and like it. I just didn't know if I had missed something or not. And so I scrolled backwards in the streaming app and I didn't miss anything. There was just like a good 10 seconds where no one said anything as they stared at each other and then went and did something else. And I was like, wow. Okay. Um, There's a lot of like walking. There's a lot of this commits a really terrible horror sin of let's walk around the house calling someone's name for good 10 minutes. Just grand. (laughs) Gran. <laughs> Gran. Gran. Hey, Edna. 
Grand. Does, does anyone understand how the house is structured, by the way? No, I, a, I will not speak about purpose. this scene at the end, but okay, I was so confused. We need so to talk confused. about the goddamn house. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We really need to talk about that house. That's the Maybe name just, of a new uh, podcast I, that I want to start. We need to talk about the goddamn house. I, I <laughs> do inspections for a living. This isn't how houses work. <laughs> If you need a Thank you, Bill. I was you confused because there are many doors with locks on them, and I got confused yes. as to whether they were looking at like exterior doors or interior doors sometimes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like she opens a door that's locked and is suddenly outside, and I'm like, oh, is she on a balcony? And then it's like, no, there's a, a, a guy who like approaches with a flashlight and is like, oh, yeah, what's up there? <laughs> they have a conversation. <laughs> she She goes back inside, and I'm like, I feel like she's on the second floor. I will I say just... the the actor who played the neighbor who doesn't want to come over, the neighbor boy who doesn't want to come over anymore, was so adorable. Like I wanted so much more of him when he showed up and he asked her for for like a smoke and oh, I loved him. He was such <laughs> a bright spot in this now. movie. I believe his name is Chris Bunton. Oh, He's really good, what? given cute as a like, Bunton. He... He's so cute. He, he was amazing. I as soon as he showed up, he was uh, yeah, I I seriously would have loved so much more of him in this movie. And his whole like backstory is so compactly put. Like I, I kind of love um that I I mean I don't love that scene. That's a really cruel. But uh that makes the me happy that it's described. <laughs> The way that it's described, why he doesn't want to come around, is oh, like yeah. really evocatively done. Yeah, in, in, I and like, think it would have been more tight. interesting to have him be one of the main characters. Agreed, mm. and and have that because I think that dynamic of because he has Down syndrome and she has Alzheimer's or dementia, and just having like yeah. maybe the one daughter as opposed to having like a mother daughter coming and caring for like their elderly relative. I don't know. I think that would have been way more interesting and would have left room for so much more interesting commentary yeah. as opposed to like what we're getting here. Yeah. But then you would have lost that great final shot Blech. that this movie was clearly situated around. Um, I don't know. I feel I don't people clear. Well, people critics clearly love this movie. Um, I think that there's stuff in it that is good. I mean, as Michael said, that scene where we learn the backstory as to why that guy doesn't want to come over to the house anymore uh, is very evocatively done. And then I perked up during that scene. I was like, Ooh, here we go. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the house is like a Venus flytrap, And the, uh, the, the grandmother's like one of those ants who gets fungus in her brain and like draws other ants to get uh, murdered. And then mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. Hmm, no, no, that's not what's happening. Oh, <laughs> so spoiler for what's not dead? happening in the movie, I guess. <laughs> is it brain dead? What, I what think. It, yeah, there's a show that Slither? has a similar. No, it's brain. Dead. Oh, yeah. It's the, yeah. Okay. Which I've not seen, but enough people told me I should see that I know what it's about. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's good. It's Fair fun. enough. Should I watch oh. it? Though? <laughs> uh, I watched uh, about four or five episodes. Oh. And then it got canceled. Well, then oh. I'll do it. Oh. Yep. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just the, the movie. It was kind of a bummer to go through all this and then come to the end and just be like, nah. and then just to to have the frustrating experience. Also. And this is not the fault of anyone, um, but like my daughter was very interested in like just not leaving me alone during the airing of this movie. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's just another thing about the theatrical experience. People are like, oh, you watch it from home. It's great. You can pause. You can go to the bathroom. You can make a sandwich. And it's like, I guess I understand if you want to get up and do something else during a movie, having that control. Right. But I, I like that in a theater, you know, unless you're an asshole who keeps your phone out or leaves the ring yeah. on, no one can get to you. Yeah, because, like, agreed. There's a point towards the end of this movie where I was like, oh, something scary and or violent might actually finally happen. And so my daughter busts into my room and is like, Daddy! And I was like, hey, slap the computer to make this movie pause. Um, and then nothing happened. Um, I really could have watched this movie with my daughter, and I don't think that she would have minded at all. I think to her it would have just been weird, murky colors and shapes. Yes. And that's it. She would have just positioned <laughs> her on the bed where the glare was the worst. <laughs> Sit in this circle. Weird art shit. (laughs) She's not bothered by Gran at the end. (laughs) No, she's watched the Magic School Bus. I mean, there's (laughs) stuff happens in the Magic School Bus that make this movie seem like I don't know Downton Abbey. Oh, all right. She was Uh, a kid during coronavirus. You don't even know. (laughs) Oh, she's already smoking cigarettes. (laughs) She's like, I seen shit, man. Freebasing. Um, <laughs> that's the thing, though. If she did start smoking cigarettes, technically that would help her uh, keep the virus at bay. Because apparently that's the thing, right? I don't know about. Or is that. that one of those things that like changed twice? I don't know about that. They said the same thing about alcohol, and mm, and I've yeah, been drunk for know. weeks, and I still got it. Did you get? Did any of you get COVID? I did or not think get you COVID. got COVID. Okay. I thought I got COVID. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say because two of my yet. friends, it's like cr- fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> now I, I just can't yeah, wait for the thing. day you know <laughs> the right man will come into my life and give me COVID. <laughs> well, hey man, now you're. I'm guessing you're single. I don't know. I am. There's yeah. So yeah. New, uh, new kissing disease. Go ahead. <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> How'd you get COVID, bro? <laughs> Hooked up with this chick last night. Totally got COVID. <laughs> yeah, was so you past. knew it went well. <laughs> now I'm on a ventilator. <laughs> Worth it. Oh no! Yikes! Oh man, do we actually want to go into talking about like the the meat of this movie? Like, yeah, uh, let's uh, let's uh, let's access spoilers and um, just start. Yeah, talking I'll, about I'll, that. I'll talk about spoilers for a little bit and then I'll go. Okay. Yeah. Get yeah. Out of so. Here. The, 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 I don't know. Like, you know, the, I thought the movie, oh, this is another thing. The movie had kind of a Silent Hill feel to it, too. That's another one of the garden paths yeah. that I went down. And I was like, oh, it's like Silent Hill, but like something else. Not and then fun. it's just the end. It yeah, was like uh, Triangle Man or whatever the fuck he's called. Probably in that oh, weird shadow zone. Can I say that when I went into this, I kind of rolled my eyes thinking, oh, this is going to be a hereditary ripoff and then was disappointed that it wasn't Wasn't, a hereditary ripoff because that would have been a thousand times more interesting. But anyway, I I want to make the the joke CJ, uh, CJ on uh, Letterboxd. I cannot remember his last name for the CJ Prince. He (laughs) his uh, Letterboxd review is just Dementifor. Oh, no. I, I loved it. CJ's great. CJ's the person who gave an F to uh, that Lucy in the Sky. Oh, the, the astronaut diaper movie. Yeah. That didn't that actually have any astronaut diapers. 
which fuck that. Right, that's Wait, that's like grabbing the wrong no... end of the wrong stick from the wrong tree for that story. Oh, hold on, hold on. There's no diapers in that movie. There's no, that's no why astronaut... we never reviewed it, Bill. Yeah. <laughs> There's no astronaut diapers in the astronaut diaper movie. Again, as the guy who sat behind that woman and her family in church for years, I was crying. You don't remember that? Did I never say that while you were on? No. Anyway. Yeah, I am. Um, so the, the I remember walking across my campus to my next uh, my next class and, you know, the, the diaper astronaut kidnapping plot was all the rage back in those days. We I remember so, this healthy in days. So young and innocent were we. And, um, you know, it's Houston. My dad was the chief counsel of NASA. And so I was like, oh, I wonder what this does to him. So I call my mother. As I'm walking and I'm like, hey, I heard about the uh, astronaut thing. And she's like, oh, my God, isn't that crazy? Can you believe that woman? And I was like, mom, like, why are you talking about her? Like, you know her, you know? And then she said, Brian, that's the woman who sits in front of us in church with the kids who always try to get into the baptismal font. And I was like, what? <laughs> so, um, oh, my God. Yeah. So I, uh, I had, you know, and just to tell that story, that podcast would have been worth it. But then when I found out that it was like. Some sort of try-hard character drama thing from the dude who did that show that I didn't like on FX. You know, I Fargo. was like Legion. Legion. I didn't watch Fargo, but I uh, tried. Legion was uh, the yeah. first season's good. I I stopped watching after that. Oh man, it was rough. The second season, yeah. The first season, uh, I watched like the first episode or two, and I was like, I don't need this. <laughs> yeah, I made. It I'm just gonna rewatch episode, Taboo. Like, ah. <laughs> oh, God, no one Brian. has ever said that, Brian. <laughs> I'm gonna rewatch. That's a thirst trap. Put that on your That's goddamn worse than just shoot me. Yeah, come on, dude. I, I don't think just shoot me was on Hulu at that point. Because <laughs> you would have been like, ooh, turn off taboo. Yeah, uh, David Spade would have seduced me away from uh, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Oh God. Okay. Uh, Bill, we should let Bill at least like get his say before he has to leave. <laughs> I appreciate that, Amanda. You're welcome, um, Bill. Again, this is not how houses work. Um, <laughs> I don't understand that, like, okay, so this entire movie is about, like, this is a generational thing, right? Like, it, yeah. it keeps moving moving through each of their, okay, Um so this is the first time Bella Heathcote, I guess, is the first time that uh, anybody's actually going to have this talk before, like, she gets real fucked up, right? Um, because it seems like Emily Mortimer got fucked up by this kind of thing that was happening to her grandfather, I guess. That was uh, such a confusing was a thing. Yeah, because that whole and, thing with the cabin and the dreams, I was like, does this matter at right. all i thought that that was gonna the be like a sacrificial cabin that had something to do with the <laughs> aboriginals and like you know now the house no. was the thing and the people and like blood sacrifices and then it was like mm, no it's too yeah interesting. yeah no, <laughs> too interesting. that would have Racist, been a two-hour movie that would have been a two-hour <laughs> movie and i would have rejected that wholeheartedly um <sighs> Yeah, I think uh, I could make a very brisk eighty-five minute movie about a carnivorous house. Oh no, I I'm oh there's a there's a season of Channel Zero about that. Oh sweet! <laughs> oh, watch it; it's so fucking good. I will have to do that once I'm done. Uh, just shoot me. Yeah, so I guess 
I guess her her character now knows about like her family's like I I don't know like am I supposed to think that this is a curse specifically like it's, on them or is this is this does this happen to everybody's grandparents? Here's like, the thing. I don't, well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you know, I I don't know the best way to put this, so I'm just gonna power through. I've been fortunate that everyone in my family who's died has been very sudden. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had to right. to to deal with anything like this. I don't know, you know, the Babadook, which obviously this movie got a lot of like comparisons to because it's Australian and there's and it's a debut film yeah, feature. Ah, yeah. of a female director and blah blah blah. Yeah. <clears throat> but like that movie, I feel said something constructive about grief, and I don't know yes. how I feel about this movie. Being like, there's a monster in you. There's a monster in all of us who carry our blood. And um, I just don't know like what Worst you're Bioshock supposed to. sequel. Well, that was the thing because I think we, 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 is... my husband and I talked about this because I think this movie thinks it's giving you subtext when it's just giving you text. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it is kind of in, insultingly condescending in that way where it's just kind of like it's really about alzheimer's and it's like yeah we know yeah we know we know (laughs) yeah we know and like hereditary you know it's right there in the title and but i think i appreciated that movie because at least it was like camp you know like it was it was bold it like hereditary was like it was more like oh you're inheriting the sins of your mother kind of whereas this one was just i mean because you are it is true that you are predisposed if you have it in your family, like I, I should probably get tested, honestly. Um, it can be passed down. But in this movie, I didn't understand what the message was ultimately. Like what you're supposed to be okay with that? I don't know. It's, yeah. Anyway, but you, and, you can go on, Bill. And, and yeah, like, so basically Bella Heathcote has to now accept this as like, reality of of her family like like i just want to know what that discussion is with emily mortimer after (laughs) is just like so hey mom you know how you skinned grandma yeah i saw a lesion on your back the skin the under the skin shit i was like what the fuck is this yeah i feel like we're mixing a lot of metaphors in this movie yeah, yeah. There, there, it was it was pulling from a lot of things, a lot of sources going on here. Um, yeah, I I I think I think they overreached in a lot of ways. Um, and I I just I wish there was a easier explanation than just that it's it's like generational or you know. Uh, it's in your bloodline, I guess. Right. Um, I think I that- I want a way out. I wanted them to try and figure out like what they could do because the other thing is is like why is Grand trying to kill them? Yes. Okay. See, that's yeah. kind of my issue. Is that yeah. I am? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's kind of where I have an issue with this movie because like the visit skirts around that issue by being like, oh, these people were homicidal before this was even like an issue with her. Um, spoilers for the visit, I guess. I don't know. Um, and, oh. and I feel like so good. this movie, instead of being like, uh, she's a monster, it should have been more like the color out of space where it's mm. like someone is feeding on her. We don't know what's going on. It's well, like a that, body horror thing, you know, that, like that's it, it's we weird to turn her from a, to think. it just felt like it, it, it felt a little lazy. I'll just say that. Yeah. It felt a little like. 
I don't know how to end this. Here you go. It's strange to turn her from a victim into a monster and then to try to meld the two. Because, like, while I I understand that people, you know, suffering degenerative, uh, you know, stuff in their later years can become, you know ornery i guess is oh, the nicest absolutely. way to put it like well they can become violent they i mean like my one my great grandmother oh, yeah. like bit people when she was in the home and like you my, know they, my grandma yeah took took swings at somebody. oh yeah yeah right, but, well i mean they're yeah. scared they're frightened they don't know what's going on so exactly. it makes sense but yeah. they're not a coal black demon living in right. human skin you know i feel like there's a a more a more thoughtful and honestly more scary way to make that than to just turn her into sure. like a wall crawling, you know, older Samara from the ring. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, and I think I, it's, it's like, missing, there's yeah. this message of like, Oh, it's all about having compassion. But what, what about all that stuff that happened previously? I don't know. Right. What about all of the compassion that they did before? Like, uh, you know, I, if a movie's going to have a metaphor, I'd like it to either be super obscure that you can fight over it because there's many different interpretations, or I'd like it to graft so perfectly yeah. that it's it's hard to miss. And I just don't know metaphorically what, what hitting my mother in the head with a pipe is supposed to be, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that like <laughs> psychopharmacology? <laughs> is it electroconvulsive therapy? I like, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm just, I'm lost. <laughs> Like what, the, what theory of of thought of like medicine does that come from? The like hitting your trepanation. Yeah. <laughs> There's too much pressure in a brain. We've got to drill a hole into his skull. <laughs> Should we let some blood too while we're at it? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I have an ice pick. Uh, we could do a transorbital lobotomy that worked great oh, for her. Rosemary Kennedy. Her humors are all out of whack. <laughs> yes, I wish they'd thrown some leeches on her. Yeah, okay. Oh boy. Yeah, no, I agree. It's it's I just don't un- I just don't understand. I don't think they really understood what they were going with. So it just kind of lands very yeah. clumsily and very clunkily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cuz they're like, you know, I I'm 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 sorry, but like if my grandmother were either of them still alive, um attempted to bite my legs off through the wall while I was trying to escape the shadow dimension. <laughs> I just That's another I feel, thing. I feel like I'd still leave the house, you know, and maybe come back with the hospital or cops or something. You know, I don't think I would lock my child outside and say, uh, she's me, ma. And then I'm going to carry her up into a room and skin that, her. That reaction, that was not earned at all. Her deciding no. to stay at the house. That was so out of nowhere and ridiculous. And the whole thing with the window where she looks at the window and I'm like, what does the window have to do with anything? What, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah. I'm confused by the window. I I think the other, the weird thing I do want to mention about this is, you know, as much as we're kind of like, we keep going that there's not a coherence, this metaphor and it both feels too thin and way too elongated. Is that like, they clearly have some interesting threads here. Like, you know, whether, Mm -hmm. whether we're talking about the cabin, whether we're talking about her, you know, her behavior is odd. And I I think I'll actually disagree with all you. I think Nevin's pretty bad in this to be, to be honest. Um, She wasn't, to be honest, she really wasn't given that much to do. I I, sure. But I, 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 you know, I'm going with what's here. (laughs) So, but I guess, but, but I guess what I'd say again is like, this is not something that doesn't have 
ideas. It, it, it in fact, like, includes all the ideas, but doesn't decide to connect them. Like, no, yeah. I, I, as, as we alluded to with the production design thing, like, the whole moment where you find out an entire part of the house was just, like, not uh, not was visible. Also covered in black mold, apparently? Yes! Yeah. Like, that's really fucking cool. You don't need to make it a nightmare world. Like, <laughs> instead give us the idea that this huge house that we keep seeing is huge but feels really small inside is like, oh, hey, there's another wing. Like, you know, the classic gothic horror thing. Well, is like, the house oh, her brain? We don't go in the West Wing. <laughs> I mean, the house, I think, is supposed to be her brain. Right. But... Huh. But I At feel the like then time, you you could do even more with that. Like, where did the family yeah, photos that were sure. on the wall go? And like, where are all the knives? All the food has gone bad in the fridge. It didn't go. Like, that's what I mean. It didn't go far enough. With I mean, because I think it would have been interesting if it had done that. I think it would have been interesting if, as opposed to her actually being a monster, if she has almost like a brood situation where she creates a monster, it actually manifests from her just condition like it's it it's just such an intense and she's all by herself that she does manage to create this thing and it's living in this part of the house where everything's wet and moldy um yeah i don't know i just think it 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 needed to just it really needed to commit to something and it just really didn't yeah and that's, I think um, we could say something similar too about the, you know, as much as we're both saying like, you know, Sam and Sam and Kay are, you know, Mortimer and Heathcote are are good, but yeah. like it is very hard to justify in any way why this dynamic exists other than that end, and why these two characters need to exist other than the really boring dynamic that Kay is out of the wall and Sam is inside the wall. Well, like mean, nothing is done with that interplay. They no, have, I mean, like, there's a, no, yeah, they have like no chemistry as mother or daughter. There's mother a point when Kay says like, "You have to be on my side for this," and then Sam is like, "100%, totally understand. I'm gonna <laughs> offer to live here while you go look to put her in a home." And like, yeah. I was like, "Ooh, escalating tension. Like, what are they gonna do?" And then it just sort of like dissipates yep. because one of them Fizzles. gets lost in a closet. And the other uh, catches mom stabbing herself in the face. And I just, <laughs> I feel like there was a lot to go over there. Because, you know, she literally, like, movies like this often have a line that is, like, the whole point of the movie. And you have to be on my side. It feels mm-hmm. yeah. like the point of the movie. Like, you know, in, in sure. cases where your your elders are experiencing a degenerative illness. Um, you got to be a, uh, a committed front, but like, maybe you need to learn compromise and like, maybe, but like, no, yeah. she locks her out of the house and then goes to drag her mother's baby corpse upstairs. And then somehow Bella Heathcote's back in the house. Anyway, did I miss how she got in? Uh, you do not know. Oh, okay. I don't great. know. Cause again, I was, <laughs> you did not. I was terrified of the fact that I might be taking micro naps in the middle of this film. Um, which I did during Prime, by the way. Oh. I, I took many micronaps. Another movie that is only like 80 minutes long, but felt like three hours. Um, boy, is yeah. Is this the Uma Thurman therapy movie? No, no, no. Prime is the... <laughs> is it Shane Carew? Oh, Primer. Uh, oh, Primer. 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 <laughs> I was like, Sorry. don't hate on Prime. Okay. Prime's fun. <laughs> yeah, Primer, I took many, many... Na- I, I would like fall asleep and wake up and be like, is this still on? Okay. <laughs> 
Wait, I have a brief story about this. Oh, Can I inter- interject? Well, I saw a double. Should we, wait, wait, wait. wait. Should, we, should we let Bill have a final say? Yes. Oh, yes, please. please. Uh, again, this is not how uh, homes work. Um, and <laughs> Thank you, Bill. I, I just, I just want to keep reiterating that. Uh, no, I, I think this is a, a swing and a miss. Uh, it had some interesting ideas, but uh, yeah, it's it's pulling from too many things, and it needed to have more of a coherent um, story that I could actually chew on because it's definitely dealing with some interesting topics. Yeah, so. Bill, you you did appraisals, right? Uh, or no, you did no. inspections. You did inspections. I did, yeah, yeah, I did yeah. inspections. I thought I, yeah. I get those two crossed in my brain because I was going to say, given how much black mold is in this house, oh, uh, <laughs> what do you yeah. think that would do to the price? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So Zillow would say, um, we are not buying this house. I, I would uh, firmly I would firmly tell my my uh, my higher ups uh, we should discard this home immediately. There's a Throw there's it in the trash. Yes. Give it to two chicks and a hammer and um, <laughs> let the gals from Good Bones just, you know, tear it down. And oh, it OK. Right. Uh, I did not know where you were going with that. Uh, you, you rounded oh. you rounded that base. So. <laughs> I'm Good sorry. Job. Like, yeah. Am I the only one who watches Good Bones? No, no. I, I, is that the that's not the uh, Windy City Rehab. No, it's literally called Good Bones. OK, uh, I like I like the Windy City Rehabs. I think it's what it's called. Um, Chicago. <laughs> no, I like yeah. I like Mina and Karen. I think they're in Indianapolis. Oh, shit, am I gonna watch this? Because I'm out of TV shows. <laughs> it's um. Let me let me Should add it to that it's... to 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 also uh, add uh, Queer Eye if you're not already watching that. Oh, I feel like well, Amanda has to have already watched Queer Eye. <laughs> I'm I'm so beyond Queer Eye. I started watching um, What Not to Wear again after oh, not watching man. that show for like a million years, and boy, it has not aged well. Let me tell you. <laughs> Ooh, All right, boy. y'all. I gotta go. I love you. Bye. Oh, so good. Later, Bill. Bye, Bill. Hey, Bill. <laughs> so, so Good Bones is a mother and daughter who oh. buy like distressed properties, and then they rip them down to the studs, and then they build them back up again. And then they bone in them. <laughs> <laughs> Not with each other, obviously, but you know, with other people. Um, the, okay, the wait, daughter wait, wait, I think does have the, a baby over the course of the uh, the the show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, right, Michael right. Snyder, Shane Carruth. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, yes, so yes, yes. Went, please, please. So I went to see uh, a double feature of Shane Carruth's uh, Primer and Upstream Color. Uh-oh. And uh, I went with a prominent podcaster who will not be named. <laughs> prominent. Um, oh, <laughs> let's make this the most uh, podcast story ever. Will you tell us off, Mike? <laughs> was it Joe Rogan? Was it Joe Rogan? Sure. Oh, my I, God. I, it was I, Joe I, Rogan. You. <laughs> I, I will tell you off mic. Sure. Okay, okay, that's and uh, I'll tweet it the out, guys. Don't she worry. Is not named is because less than twenty minutes into primer, she started just snoring is out loud in those oh. theaters. <laughs> oh no! And, and she was snoring was so loud. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying who it is. Damn it! It's just it's just funny because they. Uh, have a, a public presence, so that's why I'm not mentioning it. Um, I, mean, I don't blame them at all because that movie was just white noise. It was Sarah Koenig, it, wasn't it? Oh! <gasps> <laughs> no! <laughs> all right, we're not playing guessing games anymore. I oh, it was done totally this. Sarah Koenig. <laughs> 
no, but seriously, uh, yeah, no. that okay. was, well, well, let you tell was us. snoring so loudly and people oh just God. kept looking behind and I just like kept shrinking into my seat into this packed theater. Why so, didn't like, you wake her she, up? I tried and then she <laughs> woke up during upstream color was awake for maybe the last 50 minutes and then like after like I just like slithered out like, I think there was a and a as well too <laughs> I was gonna say you're a big boy so for you to like shrink is tough <laughs> in like I, in a like theater someone's... seat <laughs> yeah someone's like oh my god I can see over his head <laughs> <laughs> I should put sleeping darts in the person sitting next to him more often. But yes, that was that was wow. uh, a fucking thing. So, um God, I've never the I'm trying to think. I I think I fell asleep in the theater once to Wreck-It Ralph. Interesting. <laughs> Which I actually like that movie. Be- but it was, I think I was just very tired and there was just a point where like nothing was really happening and I fell asleep for like five minutes and jolted awake and was just like, did Regan Ralph win? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I blacked out in the middle of Shrek the third. Wait, that sounds right. <laughs> That's probably a blessing, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I know yeah. I was conscious the whole time because I have a very clear memory of thinking it was hilarious that one of my friends did fall asleep. And woke up right as the end credits were starting. And it was like, Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy. And he's like, oh, sweet. I didn't miss the movie. No. And I was like, bro, you, it's over. Oh, he's like, what? No. The girls who took us to the movie were very upset with us. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Really cool. Who is taking you to see Shrek the third? It was Shrek in the movie. middle of the day. Uh, big date movie they arrived at a pre-party that we were doing and they're like the party doesn't start for four hours we should show you the third and i was like i'm not leaving this house i'm already so drunk and everyone was like brian come on <laughs> girls movies and i was like oh god girls, so i movies. filled i filled a water bottle with vodka and then looked at it and thought to myself they're gonna know this is vodka and so i poured some orange juice in it and i was oh, like perfect no. now they'll think it's orange juice and then someone's like you have a deer park bottle filled with an orange liquid. Why would you think that's a better idea? And I was like, mm, solid point. I'm just going to have to drink it all before we go into the theater. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I can smell it. I can smell it. It's going to make what, me what gag. What vodka was it, Fran? Like, what back then were you regularly drinking as far as vodka goes? Popov? Or <laughs> Rick bottom, or bottom, something? bottom. Like, not even a shelf. It's under the shelf. Right. It's not even like, like Svedka or something, you know, where it's yeah. like, oh, that's respectable. It's like, no, this was made Go by a, a guy <laughs> with just a leaky radiator. Mm. <laughs> that, even in the prison, they're like, you know what? This isn't cutting it, guys. Yeah. I, can, no. I, I don't know if I've ever been, like, super drunk during a movie. I was drunk during The Revenant, and honestly, it made it so much better. Um, I wish I'd been drunk during The Revenant. I had, I had so much fun during The Revenant when I was drunk. It was so weird. He's um, on the horse. <laughs> oh, when that when that horse got shot, I was like, ah, oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what I I want. Okay, wait. This is a this is a, a catch up question and also a um uh-huh. a callback. Have you birthed yes. any cows recently? 
No, I have not. I just, uh, you, you like, we're talking about someone online and you were like, I've birthed calves bigger than you. Oh, that little shithead that we were talking about? I yeah. don't know. He was like, yeah, something about like, oh, women are like less muscular than men. And meanwhile, he's probably like 120 pounds wet. I don't know. Yeah, I remember that conversation. <laughs> oh, man. We are not on topic. Um, yeah, Bill left and we were just like, all right, we don't even have to try to pretend that we're on topic anymore. Um, yeah. We've, we've, we've been very unkind. Well, no, I think we've been yes. kind. We've just been unhappy with this movie uh, I didn't, yeah i didn't like vehemently hate it right, i mean that, it was like that almost makes it a little worse it's like i no, wish it that it had does. been bold enough for me to be like wow this is you know what michael this movie could have standed to be a little more like in the shadow of the moon <laughs> oh i have not seen that yet my sister-in-law texted me about wow. shadow of the moon a movie that oh, is that not name. good but is so bonkers ballsy that I just had I to respect have, it even as we dude, just joked I about it <laughs> I would have loved like a snowman I would have loved like a just nothing makes sense they ran out of money half <laughs> of this shit is, is dubbed for some reason uh, nobody has a Scandinavian accent or is even trying one I don't know like I would have loved something where it's just like all of this is inexplicable but instead it's just it's safe and it's boring and right. it's the kind of quote unquote horror movie that yeah. critics love because it's not real horror and they don't want to look foolish liking a well, real horror movie. That's the thing. Like Michael Snydell talks all the time like, oh, the A24 horror movie, like it's dimly lit and there's candlelight and people it's talk existential slow. existential dread <clears throat> is the and real it's like, monster. Yeah, the real monster is the evil in men's hearts. Meh. But like, <laughs> I like all of those movies that you seem to be too much of a purist to enjoy or whatever uh yeah <laughs> a cop dude. and and i um and i did not like this movie like this is the movie that i picture when you talk about what you see a24 horror films to be like you know oh i hated uh jesus Christ. it comes at night oh yes i enjoyed I it comes at night but like Remember i would say that waves <laughs> Oh God, that's the that thing. Anymore, Brian. <laughs> I don't think I do. It's it's a real Yorgos Lanthimos directs killing of a sacred deer moment where I'm like, maybe I just shouldn't watch the lobster again. Yeah, I'm like maybe it I comes say... at night just sucked, and I was I was just like, oh yeah, I just I'm I'm at a beach right now, so I could use a movie that's dour. Mm. This um, is this is less Midsummer and Hereditary than. I'll pull an A24 movie that not many people remember, Hole in the Ground. So this is like very oh, much yeah. like a B, C level A24, but still kind of enamored with the same bullshit and doesn't care yeah. about wasting my time. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The, like yeah. Ari for, you know, whatever things that annoy me about him. Like, I know he's at least going to give me a couple weird moments. I feel like something really damning about this movie is the most frightening or surreal imagery are in fucking dreams in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Are they? What a, Which is a real, like, uh, a real it comes at night kind of thing to do. Everything, but, yeah, but everything is end. a dream. And then it's like, I guess this house has an alternate dimension. Yeah, it may, or the they dreams or memories. Ooh. All right. Well, and the other thing, too, is I, I used this word earlier, but my husband was telling me 
something one of his writing professors, which is the douchiest thing I've ever said in my life, but like um, one of his... (laughs) But one of his writing professors had this saying where if you're not willing to risk sentimentality, you're not even in the ballpark. I Uh. would say that with horror, if you're not willing to risk looking foolish, yeah, you're not even in the ballpark. Like the whole thing with horror is that it's the one genre where you can make big gestures and you can be kind of outrageous and you can do all these things. And there is like you can do fantasy, you can do dreams, like you can do all this stuff. And to play it safe is just that's. Like, what are you doing? Like, why are you playing it safe? Just make a regular old, like, drama if you're going to do that. Yeah, no. I, like, you know, Michael, I know you don't like Mother, but I, the, the mother boldness, goes for it. I'll the insanity say that. of Mother. Mother does yeah. go for it. What other movie are you going to see a baby murdered and then ripped to pieces and swallowed that by baby. ravening acolytes, you know? That baby peed. Let me tell you about something. And then it was murdered. <laughs> <laughs> both of what what me and Amanda said there were both awful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. It's I, just <sighs> Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I would have rather, Brian, I feel like we have talked about this before, where it's like I would much rather a film make me irate yeah. than leave me yeah. just like meh. That's why like I know that like I, I don't I don't you know <laughs> People, I think, really enjoyed your and I's interplay because we were either like making each other laugh like crazy or like mm-hmm. at each other's throats. And I just don't yeah. listen to the Hateful Eight episode. <laughs> you guys were bad. <laughs> <laughs> that was I, a bad one. <laughs> that was a bad one. What about a triple nine? Oh, God. Oh, that was a bad one, too. Floppy discs. Oh, that was a bad one. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. I mean, like, I would rather this. I would rather this podcast have gone into you and me having like a playful, and or like Michael coming in and like us having like a playful little, you know, fight about it. But there's nothing to fight about. Right. Like that's the thing. Is like I, you know, say what you will about that. Like I liked the ability of us to like be so entrenched that we got each other's dander up. Yeah. And this yeah. is just it, it. It thank God that we had like so much goofy shit to catch up on. Yeah. Otherwise, this would feel like a real anticlimax where it's like these two challengers in the ring once more. Are they gonna like dance a tango or beat themselves <laughs> to death? And then it's like, oh, they're gonna have a slightly warm grilled cheese sandwich and shake hands. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, we just boy. made it into a hoedown instead of a, a instead of a break dance. Oh yeah. <laughs> This isn't like a Cotton Eye Joe line dance. This is just kind of. This is like the line dancing that Matthew Reese did in The Americans. Like, oh, well, yeah, I was about. I was about to say like Louisiana Saturday Night or whatever. Oh my god, when he line dances in that movie or in that show, I was like, he's genuinely enjoying this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, for loves sure. this. Oh my god. <laughs> That's what makes him so great, though. But what okay, a doll. Wait, I do. I do want to pivot a, a little bit to something we already mentioned, but we sure. we didn't really talk about in in any um, you know in any real detail. I'm just I'm just curious, like uh, Brian, I can't. I, I know Amanda, you already mentioned that you experienced mm-hmm. some things, and um, yeah. I, I experienced some things to an extent. Uh, Brian, did you have a have a relative wh- wh- where you saw? Oh any no, of I this was stuff? I was very open about the fact that all of my relatives die quick. Um, the closest that I've come is. 
I guess my uncle and my grandfather. But even that, it was like the course of a month, they went from perfectly healthy to, you know, cancer and respiratory disease took them. So there was never a chance for anyone to to have a degenerative mental uh, deterioration. Yeah. I will say, I don't... No, go ahead, Amanda. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, I don't know if this is where the the question was going, but um, some of the things in this movie did get it right in terms of depicting the kinds of behaviors and the habits of people who are, because my grandmother, my grandmother went through every stage. Like I saw her go from the very beginning when she was just kind of being forgetful and couldn't form sentences sometimes to like, she lost the ability to speak. Like, and that's where, when you get into the worst stages and like the latest stages before death, you are basically helpless. I mean, you can't speak. It's, you're just a vegetable basically. And so, but like she did things like she would hide her jewelry, like she would hide her jewelry places and then she would accuse people of stealing it. And like, she actually does that in this movie. Um, That was actually one of my favorite scenes in this movie. But what's weird is that it, it didn't strike me as like a horror scene. Like that is a scene that should go in a drama, you know? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's painful to watch. And like, yeah, like I said before, um, when you are an Alzheimer's patient, you are prone to violent outbursts because like I said, you are scared and you don't know what's going on. You're not in your home. A lot of times you're in a nursing home. You don't know these people, um, who are caring for you. You're like, where's my husband? He died 10 years ago. Ma'am. Another good scene like, in this movie is her saying, where did everyone go? Yeah. You know, I mean, and, like, it's, and it's sad. And that's the thing that is so frustrating for me where, like I said before, it is a very tough thing to deal with. It's extremely tough. And people don't want to deal with it because you obviously don't want to see your loved one forget you and forget everything and go through this. But at the same time, like this is a horror movie like you have to have something you got to give us something and i don't i just feel like this movie was a little too a little too shy of actually like do like doing anything that would be disrespectful to the character who is who is going through this and i understand that trepidation but at the same time it's like you gotta you gotta give me something pipe I mean, that was the part where I was like, there's so much in this that isn't earned because I'm just like, is that her? Is that a monster? Has she transformed? Like, what's happening? It would be it would almost be more interesting as if you had the the if you if you wanted to keep all the same elements, you could make this movie interesting by having a coal skinned monster. Yeah. Attacking them and then being like, oh, my God, what is this? And then the mother being like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then have them realize slowly that her, like, she turns into that thing. Right. And that this creature that they've been wrestling with is actually the woman that they love. And then maybe, like, you peel off the skin of the coal monster and you find your mother underneath. But then you accidentally peel too much and you realize that underneath that mother's skin is just another coal monster. And you're like, oh, this is what we're going to have to deal with. And that would make it, I mean, the movie's already very much like the Babadook. I think that would make it a lot more like the Babadook. But, like, that's clearly what they're going for. Yeah. So I and I just don't it's that thing of accepting that you are going to have to care for your mother or this this yeah. person because they are going to go through this and that I understand but I just don't think that it did enough with that. 
And I just feel like there was no real chemistry between any of the characters in terms of, oh, this really feels like a mother-daughter relationship, or this really feels like she cares for her grand. Like, it, it just, it really just fell so flat for me in that regard. And it really needed a strong character development and character relationships. And yeah. I, it just wasn't and there for really, me. All we really get from Emily Mortimer is like, oh, you work too much, Ma. And she's like, you're going to work in bars forever? And I was like, man, you're really being rough on your sister. And then I was like, oh, actually, man, you're really being rough on your daughter. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, what did you guys think of the whole candle thing? Um, As a man who enjoys making candles, um, I like it. Okay. Um, okay. I, I okay. always I find it, you know, I'm, I don't I don't YouTube much, but like I do like candle carving, especially when people oh. dip in multi multiple waxes, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so you cut mm-hmm. in. And then you just see the many layers and the curls. I mean, that's cool. I like it. I think it it's at once on the nose, but too obscure to be meaningful yeah. anyway. Like, here's this woman whose house and indeed her very mind are being shrouded in darkness and mystery. And oh, but she's trying to carve these beautiful givers of light. These beautiful candles. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, yeah, I very much agree with uh, with Brian in, in the sense that, you know, it, it is both on the nose, but how it's presented is also far too light of a touch that it would do anything. And that just that just reminds me that this this film starts with 15 minutes where uh, Robin Niven isn't even in it. Uh, Robin yeah. Niven isn't even in it. She's she's missing and the police are looking for her. Oh, yeah, we never get like to they, talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Oops. But they like... <laughs> They never acknowledge like how long t- has been going on. Like, right, it's been like, like at least a week. These... Yeah, yes. it's been a while. And then I was like, oh, because she was taken by the fairy folk, or oh, because she was lost <laughs> oh, in her own that closet. Been good. Yeah, oh. yeah. I thought it was like elder changeling. You know, there, again, my brain yeah. for a while was on folk horror territory, and then it went to House of Leaves horror territory, and then I was just like. You know, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with this woman. It it seemed weird that it was not more interested in that. Like, how did well, she? And I, think, <laughs> I think that's the thing with the pacing too, is because it takes so long to actually get. Mm. They should have had that mother back immediately. They should have been like, yes. "We're here to find our mother," and then the next day she's back. They should have like and, it should have arrived with or them being in the the police station. And yeah. the the, constab- the constabulary or whatever, it's saying like, we found your mum wandering the high roads. And then they'd be like, well, how long were you gone for? And it's like, we spoke to the neighbor and he said, you ain't seen her in a fortnight, you know? <laughs> and then, really sorry and then, for how damn. terrible those accents were. I'm so tired. Yikes. And then somebody comes in and is like, have you ever been to Bondi? I've got a really nice place you can stay. It's really affordable. We found yeah, her holding right. this knife that. and then someone busts in and says, that's not a knife. <laughs> You need to watch that Airbnb one. It's so oh good. So find it on YouTube and send it to me, for God's sake. I just want you... Uh, it's, is it on Netflix? Yes. You it can't just send me the clip? Oh, no. you got to watch it, dude. It oh, is man. like... Oh, you have to watch it. It's so fucking funny. Fine, I love I'll this. watch so it. I promise. Turn off. Just shoot me. <laughs> Put on Stay Here or whatever the hell that show is called. <laughs> it's called Instant Hotel. That's right. Because that's what they call Airbnbs. So that I guess because Airbnb is copyrighted, so they can't use it. That makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> anyway, so here's yeah. another show, man. <laughs> oh my god. That's like that. Um, okay. It is like that. 
Wait, so what I was going to say, though, uh, real quick, though, is that I think that, like, the uh, – I will say, uh, like, I didn't necessarily think this was a changeling situation. At least, yeah, changeling is oh, possession, correct? So cool. Changeling is where you get swapped out. Yeah, a for, changeling is, oh, like, yeah, okay. a baby gets taken and then swapped out with a fairy child. And I okay. don't 100% know why they do it. There's also a thing where, like, they replace it with, like, a baby made of sticks and mud. Yeah, and, like, the parent like sees it as a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but what I was going to say, though, is I think, speaking to another route that this film could have made, I, I think when she's out in the woods, like, how so worried she's going to walk to the cabin that's just somehow still there. But I think what they do is almost interesting. The fact that she's literally eating the photos and has the photo album that she's trying to bury. Like, mm. I almost like that if they would have actually made it the concrete idea that like the ghosts are just there because of the stained glass. So she literally keeps walking out of the house to get away from them, but then it keeps getting drawn back in because it's her home. Wait, like, I it, thought that the photo thing was going to be like, Oh, she's eating their memories so she can more effectively yes. pretend to be their grand. Oh. Again, these are st- Stupid ideas that could be effectively leveraged into a creepy story. Yeah. Like yeah. almost everything I, I I'm saying she... is bad first draft, but you know, but you could do it. You can make that happen. I'm loving all of these angles, honestly. <laughs> all right. Well, I will, I'll write up a treatment. Um, you can do a pass on get... it. I'll give you a co-writing yeah, credit. I'll do pass. Okay. I will uh, see if we can get funding. <laughs> maybe all right. Good. To... Glad that yeah, you're taking maybe... the most difficult part of this journey on your own. <laughs> But I I'll, will not uh, share my producer credit. I'm sorry. I just can't do that. Oh, okay, Brian. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just, yeah, I think that's, there's always that saying where like, you know, a play is bad when you're talking about the the set design. Yeah. That's, that's what this is. When you know a movie is bad when you're coming up with like alternate storylines and alternate plots. And even if they're not like Cracker Jack, you're still like, yeah, it'd be more interesting than what I just like, saw. I would like to see it. Also, we did spend a lot of time talking about the the set dressing and the production design. Oh, this movie. that's true. We did. I forgot. Well, like, yeah. And I and I will say, like, I did enjoy that aspect because I do feel like when parents or when people age, but I feel like anybody can, like, relate to this just because your parents get older and they start to basically just, like, not hoard, but they just don't know what to do with the shit in their house that has been, like, piling up over right, years. So you've got, like, a pine hutch that has, like, ancient china but also that weird plastic thing they got at the beach that one time yeah yeah and like little shot glasses from like yeah yeah. and and then there's just like random boxes of like hey mom why do you have all of my old like my report cards like you know just stuff like that and i do think that that is depicted well in this movie where there's just boxes of random shit yeah just sitting um, and the the production design actually reminded me a lot of shirley in that way Mm. oh i have not yet seen shirley Shirley is an interesting movie. Okay, yeah. I'll check it out. I, I like it. I, I, yeah, there's some good stuff in that, and I would say that's uh, far more interesting about the subject of, of mental illness than this. Okay, but since we're in spoilers, I do want to mm-hmm. mention the biggest space confusion I had. So, okay, at one point, Sam is... I, I we'll just call it in the wall. <laughs> it's not really what it is. But <laughs> I thought she wall. was in, like... I thought she was in, like, you know how there there's space in the wall? It's like a... 
Yes. Like you can actually go into the wall. I thought that's what was happening. And then I was like, oh no, there's, that's the door. What, what is this? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about though. There's literally two horror movies, by the way, that their plot twist is that people are living in the wall. Are we talking about um, the, the boy? boy? Yeah. The boy is one of them. There's another a horror movie New I Zealand enjoyed more than this. Film. There's a New Zealand film uh, that. Oh, is, is I don't okay. want to. Oh, we talked yeah, yeah. about that didn't we okay I we have not mentioned anyway. it on this episode I, either way okay so at one point she is walking past what seems like okay so when you're going up the stairs there's these little like windows or something like they're on the left side and so at one point she seems to be going inside the wall and sees these windows but then goes a little bit forward and somehow ends up on the opposite side above the mantle. So mm. if you, it's, it's fine if you want to do this nightmare shadow world, but like, don't show us a space that we know and then say, nope, that's not how that works. So yeah, I, it's am really, I, I mean, it, it's hard because I want to be like, well, Michael, she was also in like a hallway with a right angle and one of the hallways kept disappearing as the other one kept getting smaller. Oh yeah. When the, the sure. smushed, the smushed room. Yeah. I, yeah. I will say if it was going for purposefully disorienting. Okay, fine. But I don't know if it was necessarily going for that. I feel like we're getting into a real room two, three, seven. Like how is there should be no. windows there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which it's I don't, true. I don't, I feel like through filmmaking, you can make it more apparent that you are doing that on purpose. And in this right. movie, I think, honestly, the fact that it's so shadowy makes it more difficult to see the tricks that are happening on purpose. And you just have to kind of assume yeah, that without I, ever actually feeling it. I think they could have done a lot more with the, even though it was shadowy when she's using her cell phone light, because I, yeah. there is nothing scarier to me than when there's just like a little bit of light. But it's like a very bright spot of light in a dark area. And then just all of a sudden mm-hmm. there's like a movement or there's you like see right like half of a of face. Yeah. 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 That I wish they had done more with that. I don't oh, know. I, I wish I, I wish a lot of things. The um the the opening of this movie is the the flood reaching the Christmas tree. Yeah. And I thought that there was some sort of creature. Yeah. And maybe there was. I mean, maybe that was the, the coal There's monster. There's something in the corner. Yes. Yeah. And But so I was like, oh, sweet. It's like a tree <laughs> demon forest animal. You know, <gasps> I love this. I'm so down. And then I was like, oh, we're 40 minutes into this, and I still don't know what the <laughs> cryptid was. <laughs> what was this Australian cryptid? Was it a bunyip? It <laughs> <laughs> was actual real. Because this is my life now, studying, like, spooky shit. I know pretty much every cryptid. <laughs> but yeah, Bunyip is an actual Australian cryptid. I feel like in Bondi. I in Bondi. I got I, a Bunyip in Bondi. So I listened to your, your episode on the Devil's Tramping Ground. Um, oh, that shortly. was a real early one. Yeah. It, oh, no, wasn't it? No, yeah, yeah, it, it was, wasn't it was, I don't know. I can't remember when it was because I feel like I scrolled through and I was like, "Devil's Tramping Ground." That sounds like my kind of place. <laughs> um, and it He's was tramping Brian as a type. <laughs> if it's in a forest and nothing grows there, and it's named after the devil, I'm totally on board. The new dating app, <laughs> Devil's Tramping Ground. <laughs> 
for goths, atheists, <laughs> Satanists. Uh, where is that app? I am I married and I want that. What it, it's like Christian mingle and it would be like atheists sighing. I bet you anything that there's something for that, but it's just not like super talked about. I know there's a Facebook dating group for flat earthers, so. Oh. What is it called? What is it called? I don't know. Get your flat on. I, you know. <laughs> Get your flat on. Was that off the top of your head? That was really yes, good. it was. <laughs> flirty and flat. <laughs> flat and flirty. <laughs> well, you killed me. <laughs> I hope you're happy with yourself. But anyway, I was going to say that I went to North Carolina on vacation and I was like, ooh, am I close to the devil's tramping ground? <laughs> Oh my god, we have talked about so many more North Carolina because Sarah, my co-host, as she mentions, used to do ghost tours. Yeah. And so we talk about more haunted places in North Carolina. So, hey, I can I can point you in the right direction, buddy. Sweet. Anyway, but yeah, again, listen to the newer episodes, work your way back. <laughs> <laughs> Any recent Chicago talk, Amanda? Uh, I think I did one in Chicago that was like a uh, hider in the house situation. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that was in Chicago. That was a pretty good one. But oh, um, wait, is Lizzie Borden Chicago? Oh, AJ Holmes was Chicago, right? Yes, AJ Holmes. Like uh, we haven't done AJ Holmes. I was about to say, is he like too mainstream for you? No, we've done heavy hitters. We've okay. done a couple heavy hit. No, I could. I mean, I think it's just a matter of like, what about this? Don't I know? And that we could like yeah. expound upon. Yeah. But yeah, so oh, shit, Lizzie Borden was born and died in Fall River, Massachusetts. So I don't know if not she even ever close. Her way to not even close. I, I did like an if... episode on her too, so <laughs> that's pretty bad. Uh, but yeah, no. I do. You have anything from Chicago to recommend, Michael? Uh, I have been on a couple ghost tours and the the Holmes murder tour. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I would they have tore to down his murder palace. The, I, I'd say one of the they biggest. Turned and down most... the murder palace and put a parking lot. Ooh. <laughs> up, up, up. Um, I read the book, the so, Eric Larson book about that. It was really good. Oh, Devil in the White City. I, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a fantastic. Very good. Book. Okay, so the one that is off the top of my head, and I'm not going to be able to remember the name of this theater, but there was a theater where um, it did not have – okay, don't quote me on this. I'm trying to remember exactly. But they did not have uh, a side exit door or there was not – that was not – a regulation that was in place at the time when this happened, but this place burned down and hundreds of people died because they could not get oh. out of the theater. So okay. there is, so there's a lot of ghost stuff related to that alley and right by this theater. Um, oh. off, off mic, I'll, I'll search it real quick and I'll, I'll send it to you. But that Ooh. was that was one of the really creepy ones, and, and that's one of one of the big things um yeah that people point to where they see the most possibility of a ghost there's um there's another house by oh it's a major school it's not to paul it might be by north yeah it's by northwestern i believe Mm -hmm. there's this house that's there and people talk about seeing a woman in the top window and uh looking through uh the front window Um, people often talk about 
seeing people go upstairs. And okay. then, uh, yeah, no, there's uh, there's some uh, there's some good stuff, but oh, Holmes maybe just like Holmes has so much interest and context related to not the not the state, the World's Fair. And, oh yeah, well I yeah. mean, because that's that's like the whole the of the devil got... in the White City. Yeah. No, 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 no. I so good. Yeah, the World's Fair, but also how that relates to early Chicago, like especially as someone who's been in Chicago for a long time, like thinking about how that relates to meatpacking plants and how oh, yeah. the structure of Chicago beyond the World's Fair allowed him or enabled him to exist so easily. I, yeah, I imagine the beginning of like the, the, the dawn of the city center and like women were coming in to become secretaries yeah. and stuff and, you know, show, yeah. show shirt sleeves. And so people could come and go and disappear. And it's like, Oh, she went back to Nebraska. <laughs> really? He, she's like a skeleton in someone's closet. Yes. Um, literally. Yikes. So yeah. I, um, I don't know much about Maryland mythology. I know we have Chessie, the cryptid in the Chesapeake Bay. And yep. I know that there's mm-hmm. also the goat man. Oh, I, we have not talked about the goat man. He's, uh, I don't I, know that there's a lot to talk about. Is um, that the wait? Is that the, the one goat of the bridge? Man. How is that possible? <laughs> I don't know. Is I looked him up on Wikipedia. I don't think it's a bridge. According to the urban legend, the goat man is an axe wielding, half animal, half man creature that uh-huh. was once a scientist who worked in the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center. Ah, um, <laughs> yeah, and just like you know, if Beltsville Agricultural Research Center doesn't get your motor running, then I don't know what will. Oh, I mean that that's that's the big one. That's what yeah. I'm looking for. Yeah, that's that's gonna get a lot of listeners. Um, <laughs> no. But I live dog- near there, so if you need like firsthand pictures of the Beltsville Agricultural Research Center, oh, thank yeah, I'll credit you. <laughs> <laughs> No, we've done, um, we have done one, I think we did one in Illinois, and it was a, it was like a former mental institution, um, I don't know, do you guys, you guys are welcome to, like, if you have anything you want to talk about, or if you've ever experienced ghosts or cryptids, you're certainly welcome to come on. Um, Um, I wish that I have, I feel like I saw a lake monster once, but I was quite young. (laughs) Did you see Chessie? I thought it was Chessie, yeah. (gasps) Oh, Chessie. What's well, the thing? Like, I've never, I've never really had any experiences either. So we do these things called cool person book reports, where if you <laughs> haven't had a an experience, if there's just something that interests you, you can do some research and come on, and we can just dick around and talk about it. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I would love to do that. Yeah, we can, can do I that. Just talk about the flat earth. <laughs> I actually I, would be very open to that because I was thinking for the next episode of doing a big fanfic conspiracy. Ooh. <laughs> a fanfic conspiracy. It had to do with it was like a slash fic. It was mermaids and oh shit. The Some show. <laughs> it was like a really weird show. I was like, wait, they put mermaids in that? But yeah, I apparently there was some like huge fanfic, like a scandal, controversy, mystery. And I'm like I think I'm going to talk about this. <laughs> like, I, don't, I think I'm going to talk about this in the next one. Like, I, I don't know. It's we're honestly, we're pretty broad when it comes to like what we talk about. Like, it's not just aliens and ghosts and shit. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, if you ever want to talk flat earth and let me just bleed out everything that I know, 
I Are you a flat earther? Wait, I am not a flat earther, but I became obsessed with the concept of flat earthers uh. and watched so much stuff that now, unfortunately, I can be oh, super no. conversant in flat earth. Well, we had a we had a guest come on who just talked about plane crash, um, like people who died in plane crashes, but also like weird plane crashes or mysterious plane crashes. So yeah, hmm. that that's right in there. Awesome. Okay. I have some information about the Chicago thing I was looking forward to. You guys want me to briefly... I saw the, Iro- the Iroquois Theater is what you just sent me? Yes. The okay. Ir- so the Iroquois Theater was a fire in 1903 that Ooh. was the deadliest theater fire in United States history. And there were 602 oh. deaths. And oh. so... So it's not necessarily that uh, regulations were adopted, but actually um, what happened was that um, so on New York in New York City. Oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. I just realized we're still technically recording a podcast episode oh, yeah. about Relic. Oh, yeah. Where, it, we, after the we fire. After the fire, it was alleged that fire inspectors had been bribed with free tickets to the theater to overlook code violations. I love these fucking theater kid firefighters who are just like, oh, free tickets. All right. To see a a movie in the the fire trap? Oh, that's perfect. I love it. Oh, love it. Yeah, this what? this story is really fucked up, but it's it's very it's very interesting. The Iroquois that, fire. I will say that's a lot of people. Have you ever heard about the circus fire? Um, where was it? I can't remember, but like it's. I know there's a stuff you missed in history class episode about it, but it's mm-hmm. it's like this huge again, like a huge huge fire that killed all. Like people were in this circus tent and couldn't get out and yeah like a bunch of patrons died like performers died animals died it's yeah it's a it's fucked up i highly recommend looking up the circus fire it's fuck it's fucked up i highly recommend looking like it's it's like it's just one of those things where you listen to it and you're like oh yeah it used to be really dangerous to do anything (laughs) <laughs> like, like remember those days remember remember when there was no regulatory measures and like shit just caught on fire be- just because like, yep. like yes so yeah it's i think that's what's like oh okay that's they used this, to cool air with ammonia i mean oh yeah <laughs> they used to put babies in cages and put them outside of a window and just let them dangle there yeah keep them safe <laughs> from like, the rats <laughs> Yeah, and well, and also I think to get sunlight, but probably more rats. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are we doing? What I don't know. I don't know. We I clearly don't know. finished talking about Relic. Um, I'm done. Yeah. We, Do we have like a the star system? What are we doing? I haven't been on this podcast for a while. No, there's no star system. Very good. I will sometimes jokingly say, I don't know. I don't know. This movie was all right. Two and a half stars. That's like as far as we <laughs> yeah. go with the star system. <laughs> Okay. But that's actually what I gave this. Two and a half out of five. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't bother to letterbox it yet. I've been really bad about letterboxing presently. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's our thoughts on Relic and a shit ton of other things. Right. If you were listening to this, it's either incomprehensible or I've cut it to the point where there's going to be 40 minutes of stuff after the end song. Oh, yeah. yeah I think <laughs> I'm right. just going to release it as is and just be like, yes. hey, guess what? It's a wash. Look, Amanda Waltz is back. You know what you're getting it's into. It's a blowout. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's going to be some people who are excited. I'm sure there's going to be some people who are upset because I'm the woman on this podcast. 
as people <laughs> like to call me. Hey, You're like, oh, the woman's women. back. Almost every week, so it's better than no. The... Before that, I was the only woman. Yeah, you were the woman. There was there was me. There was the woman, and then there was the other guy. I think they knew <laughs> your name. They called me the woman, and then Bill was like, "Who's this?" <laughs> Rarely discussed. Oh, poor Bill. <laughs> poor Bill. I mean, I, you know, I'm, he... I'm the one who said they say giggles too much, so I don't oh, know yeah. if that's better or worse. <laughs> Again, though, I feel like that's my fault. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, I just remember there was so many comments. And the first one, I was like, whatever, the woman, that's fine. And then it just kept happening. I'm like, is this the same person, but using different accounts? <laughs> being like, oh, the woman, oh, the woman. Hey, man, oh. at least they were calling you the woman and not the girl. That's true. It's because of my deep voice. Yes. I remember people shipping us and then like people thinking that we were going to murder each other. Uh, hey, I'm either going to fight you or I'm going to fuck you, Brian. It's <laughs> <laughs> the Scorpio way. <laughs> oh, man. I'm a oh, Gemini, boy. so I don't know how I feel about that choice. Oh, Get your flat on. I Get your flat on. That's why, you know what? That makes so much fucking sense. Okay. Wait, it makes sense that I'm a Gemini? It makes sense that we have this relationship because, like, I feel like Geminis and Scorpios have, like, very distinct love-hate relationships a lot. Yeah, because you were, like, you were so mean to me, and I was, like, I was going to quit, and I was going to say that you should be host because you're great and I love you. I just was, like, I fucking hate Brian, and then I'm, like, I kind of miss Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't understand you, this at all, Amanda. I, I went through like so many moments where I was just like, Brian really pissed me off today. I'm going to quit the show. Fuck this. I don't need this shit. I don't even get paid for it. Like, to my, And my husband was like, my husband got so sick of it. He was like, just fucking quit. Just quit. Like, <laughs> it's funny because apparently at the same time you were doing that, I was doing the same thing where I was just like, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I don't make any money off of this. I've got a baby. Why am I still here? <laughs> but I never quit. <laughs> I know. I think it was harder for me because I'm the host. <laughs> and then the funny oh, thing my- is that I kept saying, like, I'm going to quit. And my my now ex-wife would be like, who would take over? And I was like, it'd have to be Amanda. <laughs> I mean, I got time now, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, we just have to I have mean- you back on more often. Oh, no. I mean, I, I, yeah. I mean, because, like, I, for my job that I'm now furloughed from, I rarely did film reviews. And when I did, I was just like, oh, this is nice. Oh, this is nice. Like, <laughs> I remember this. Except there's no men screaming at me. <laughs> I, I, I think you've gone through Stockholm syndrome, honestly. That's what you're describing. I, no, I Stockholm don't know. system, system, Stockholm. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome is when you're in it. I don't know what it is when you leave something and then you're like, ah, but I miss him. Uh, There's got to be a word for like cult members who come back to cults, I think it's right? Like, I think that's called an abusive relationship. <laughs> I think that's what that's called. <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to that. Um, God. Yeah, we had yeah we had a we had a weird thing going on, Brian. <laughs> we did, and I'm glad that you came back on this, and immediately it all came back. <laughs> Just flooding back, like ah, oh, that voice. 
It's like, up, oh, yep, there she is. It's never ended. We're going to spend 78 minutes talking about, I don't know, Goatman. Bullshit. Just bullshit. <laughs> Hopefully oh, some stupid actions will come out. Goat bullshit. <laughs> Michael, uh, Chicago's got the goat, right? The curse of the goat? It, it does. No, it's uh, no, it's uh, the cow. Um, no, the, the goat oh, the, and the baseball. Uh, You're talking about the Cubs, curse of the goat. Yeah. But then the cow was the, uh, the 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 fire, the Chicago fire. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh Jesus! Which there's apparently that was just anti-Irish propaganda. Do I have that yeah. right? Yeah. Yep. yep. Can up. I can I tell you I have never discussed more history of anti-Irish propaganda than on my show. Like it's <laughs> kind of nuts. Like I just talked about it recently, where it was like, oh, all of these like Irish dudes had like this thing going on, but they rooted for this one guy because he hated this other Irish guy who owned like a bunch of meatpacking plants. Yeah. It's like, and Lizzie Borden, there was actually a lot of like, but not anti Irish, but it was like, there was something to do with like the cops were Irish and they were out to get her. Like it's, it's wild (laughs) how much I talk about like just Irish shit. (laughs) Just the, the history has not been kind of the Irish until as my friend Hayden likes to say, Joe Kennedy spent a lot of money to make sure that Irish got considered yeah. to be white people. A lot of big-headed men were able to get into politics. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, not figuratively. The large heads. Yes. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, no. The, the, the large-headed Irish. Um, yeah. What are we talking about? <laughs> uh, do you, we want to wrap this up in terms we, of like... We keep trying to. <laughs> Let's just do it. Let's fucking wrap it up. Yeah, let's just do it. Um, don't forget that we are brought to you by Mubi, M-U-B-I dot com slash filmstage for your free theater trial. Don't go to don't forget to go to patreon.com slash filmstage show to give us your money. And uh, Michael, what are we talking about next week? Uh, we are talking about I think it's called Broken Nose Empty Pockets. It's the uh, no, sorry, bloody, bloody nose, nose empty pockets. It's the latest film from the Ross brothers and is oh. kind of a docufiction hybrid about a bar <laughs> about right. a oh yeah i read about this yeah i yeah. feel like I'm, I'm excited for it this is going to be an excellent chance for me to tell all of my drinking stories <laughs> oh no how long do we have <laughs> it's going to be well, a we've been doing this for two and a half hours series. so yeah what happened <laughs> oh you know, man we should get bombed for that episode oh man i would uh i would love to <laughs> Just, oh my friends wild. my friends have done that where they they got do you know the movie um it's that irish horror comedy where they're like we have to get drunk in order to defeat these monsters oh, yeah, it's, i think it's called grabbers grabbers they got drunk oh, for their yeah. for that episode uh we're well fambulance if anyone is curious uh but yeah they got drunk for that episode and it is really funny <laughs> that's freaking awesome um let's think about that let's talk about that some of us have children that we have to look out for. Are you a single dad? I am, you, yeah. Okay. Are you doing partial custody? Are you... <laughs> we can sorry, talk about getting... it once we're done recording. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like... <laughs> now I'm interested. Funny you should mention that. I have my marital separation agreement right here. If you look at section five, custody... Uh-huh. 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 <laughs> sorry. Oh, I don't want to get... Oh, man. <laughs> You can get too personal every week. This is fun. (laughs) You can get too personal. I just like not on wreck the record. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, um, 
What was I going to say? I keep trying to wrap this up and it keeps not happening. So, okay, so we talked about what we're going to do next week. That means now we can plug our stuff. So let's begin with our esteemed guest, Amanda Waltz. Where can people find more of your work online? Uh, So if I ever get back to work, uh, I am a writer for, I'm the senior staff writer for the Pittsburgh City Paper. Um, I mean, my writing's also online if you ever want to check it out. Um, So I'm hopefully going to do that again soon. And then, uh, like I said, I have a podcast, Ghoul on Ghoul. Uh, You can find us on Twitter and Instagram, Pod. Uh, Also, we have an email if you have a spooky story or something you want to talk about. So ghoulongoolpodcast at gmail.com. You can also DM us. Uh, Yeah, that's about it. All right. Uh, And of course, uh, like over a hundred episodes of the film stage show somewhere in the middle. (laughs) If you want to go back the episodes that we mentioned this episode, in case you want more of this goofy nonsense, we were doing a lot of dropping. Like, remember when we did this episode, remember that, (laughs) remember your terrible Boston accent. Um, Oh my God. I should, I, if I, if I'd thought more clearly about how this was going to go, I would have pulled up that moment. And just like played it seven times during the course of this. You can, I just mean, do it you can, instead of music. <laughs> you can have it. You you can add some beats to it. You can remix it. Oh yeah, that's that's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be like Cash Cash by way of the Dropkick Murphys. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> I just made the worst band on earth. All right, Michael Snydell, what about your own damn self? Uh, my own damn self is on Twitter at Snido. I'm on Letterboxd, uh, where I am still occasionally giving over three stars to things. Uh, I recently wrote about uh, Vaclav Marhul's The Painted Bird, which a lot of people really like, but uh, I really didn't. Um, That's my Michael. <laughs> It's it's a Czech film about a Jewish boy being uh, antagonized is far too kind of a word for Michael. You know what we say, "Oh shit, it's Julian Sands." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Barry Pepper is the one who actually steals that one. Oh shit, it's um, Barry Pepper. Yeah, uh, with not his voice, with a uh, Russian voice. Um, oh, now I'm yeah. sold. No, no, you shouldn't be. Uh, it also involves a woman being violated with a wine bottle. So that gives no, you an idea. Oh, thank what you. I'm a movie. This is. Um, I don't know yeah, if I could get uh, through the vivisection and uh, bone tomahawk. I feel like I can get through anything. This is way, oh. way worse. Than Any way rape more stuff, I'm like, no, thank you. But mutilation, gimme. Here for it. <laughs> about bestiality. Hi. Depends on the animal, in all honesty. <laughs> It involves what we've been talking about lately. <laughs> Is Animal on top? Um, there's there's a crab walk, so I don't. Wait, someone has sex you know, with a crab? I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna keep going. I, um, I, yeah, I was way too enthusiastic about that, Brian. I'm just confused in all honesty. For some reason, uh, I, I have another podcast. Uh, I'm doing the film stage spinoff, Intermission. Amanda, if you ever want to talk about a movie, you are welcome to come on. What are we uh, going to talk it about? Is, it is <laughs> a podcast where a guest picks one art house, foreign or experimental Shit. film that is streaming on something. And okay, we talk okay. about it for like an hour and 15 okay. minutes. 
I swear it does not get longer than an hour and 15 minutes as far as the released podcast. Oh, just you wait until I'm on there. <laughs> uh, I have definitely had a three hour, three and a half hour conversation a couple weeks ago that I edited okay. down. It was so much fun. Michael, uh, when do I get to be on this podcast? You can come on. You just have to give me a movie. Last and year, very bad. Let me think about it. What if oh. I consider the movie experimental or avant-garde, but if nobody you have else an does? Argument, absolutely. Triple nine. I'm going to do um, either. I'm going to do either Jack and Jill. Oh or okay, or uh, Super Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. I think I think Super Mario Brothers. Is there is very a huge awful. argument for Super Mario Brothers. I, yeah, I, I think Jack and Jill. You can, but it's a little more tortured. Super Mario Brothers. I think it's pretty possible. But yeah. let me actually, <laughs> instead of fan casting, last year at uh, Marion Bad Michael. All right, we'll we'll talk. Um, Will we? <laughs> large backlog at the moment okay so uh as of this podcast uh the company uh, the original cast album company episode with kyle turner is finally available for patreon people and it will be out at the uh in the middle of this week the next episode is certain kelly reichert certain women with orla Mm. smith there are many many more episodes to come uh, yes. If you'd like to be on it, get in touch. It might be a little while. Though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, that's intermission. Uh, go listen. It's been a blast. Thanks everyone for the support. Uh, yeah, you guys are great. Thank you. Cool. Sweet. Um, as for myself, uh, you can find me on all social media platforms at Brian J. Rowan. And of course, uh, you can find every episode of this year podcast at uh, thefilmstage.com. I think that's it. So, um, we'll tune in next week when we were talking about whatever that movie is that Michael said we were talking about Bloody Nose, Empty Pockets. That's and the one. Uh, yeah, until then, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us and tune in next time. Did you see this Lin-Manuel Miranda mask? You know, speaking of those terrible Lin-Manuel Miranda things I send to you, there's a mask you can get with the bottom half of his face. Why? Why the... Oh, like a, like a <laughs> pandemic mask? Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in the... In, Hello. Why the bottom... Hey, Bill. Uh, Michael's told me something about Lin-Manuel Miranda and so now I'm angry at him. <laughs> Yay. Amanda! What's up? Snowball hey. Bros. Hey. hey, Amanda. How are you guys? Doing good. I what hate we're doing. Good. I'm about to murder Michael on Mike, so... Hi. Look in the chat for this uh, <laughs> Skype call. Okay. Oh my god. Seriously, Brian, <laughs> hearing your voice is just like triggering. Surprisingly, no. Oh, uh, no, it's nice. I'm like, oh. <laughs> All right, where the hell? This stupid. The, the divorce oh. parents together. <laughs> is this a Twitter? Oh yeah, it's a Twitter. man.
What is this? It's the bottom half of Lin-Manuel Miranda's face as a pandemic mask. I hate this. Right. Oh, someone else did a. No, it's not. It's not. uh, It's a Charlie Chaplin one as well. Below well, that's this. just cute. That's just like <laughs> wait a second. Doesn't that technically give you a Hitler mustache? No, the Hitler oh, mustache yeah, I I think is that. a little bit more narrow, and Chaplin's is a little wider. So it's it's kind of distinctive. There there is a little bit of a difference. Oh boy! Uh... But but don't walk out <laughs> <laughs> without like. Uh, having some kind of sign that's saying I love Charlie Chaplin or like something. a bowler hat on I was about to say yeah covered in some coal oversized dust. shoes <laughs> yeah yes. how bad is it that I'm more worried about the fact that the manufacturer thought LMM and Charlie Chaplin were uh, equivalent enough that they could make uh, masks for both of them rather than whether it makes you look like a Nazi or <laughs> Well, the Miranda one is just like, who the fuck is, like, why are you wearing someone else's Also, why is he sexily biting the corner of his lower right. lip? Yeah. <laughs> did, did you his, his facial hair is not in good shape there either. No. Like, that I, That looks bad. It looks like his, it, like, someone pressed his face up against a scanner to uh, make I was going to say he got punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> or, or that. Amanda, what were you going to say? Well, I was gonna say, have you guys watched the uh, the HBO adaptation of uh, oh shit, what's it called? I almost said Polar Express. It's not Golden Compass. <laughs> oh no, no. no. Lin Manuel Miranda has <clears throat> never been so miscast in anything. I mean, like he's so horribly miscast, and it's like embarrassing. And I, I mean, overall, I thought the show was very whatever. But like, as soon as he stepped in, I was like. Oh no! You are not. You are too of a too much of like a musical theater kid to pull this off. What is he supposed to be playing? Like what's he's his... playing the balloon operator cowboy guy. Does he believe God is dead, or does isn't he believe... that the one that no. uh, Daniel Craig was playing? No, no it was. Uh, what the fuck is his name? In the movie. It was a um, guy from Roadhouse uh, with the mustache. Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott. And he was perfect. <laughs> yeah, <it's Brian>. He <laughs> was wow. absolutely perfect. How, and then how they, are you going to... How did they cast that? They were like, we need a Sam Elliott. Hmm. Who's our think, Sam Elliott? Oh, <laughs> I know. The dude with the whiny voice who sing raps everything. The guy <laughs> who looks nothing like Sam Elliott. And acts nothing like Sam Elliott. Yeah, it was such a horrible... Like, he just couldn't pull it off. It was just such a community theater, like, oh, I'm a cowboy. Here I am. Like, oh, no. it, it was bad. It's an but HBO yeah. show. They didn't have enough, like, B-level Australian actors to pull from. <laughs> right? Get one of the Edger- Edgertons. Yeah, there's, there's like, like a seventh Edgerton them. out there, isn't there? Put a mustache on him. And a duster. Get and another... Go to get, town. Get like the third Hemsworth cousin or something. Where's Garrett Hedlund? Oh, I was just about to say, who is the guy who played oh, Hook, Captain Hook in Pan? That guy. That was Garrett. That that was Garrett Hedlund? Wait. Yeah, that was oh. Garrett Hedlund. No, yeah, yeah, it was. It was Garrett. Yeah, Hedlund. yeah, it was. And for some reason, I was like, no, it was Hugh Jackman, but Hugh Jackman was Captain Hook. Blackbeard. Blackbeard? Yeah. What? 
in okay uh well we're just gonna have to spend the next 40 minutes talking about pan um <laughs> i almost watched pan the other night and I, then watched 40 minutes of cats and i think i gave pan it. one of its oh, only no. good reviews um garrett Hedlund is hook sans hook he has not lost his hand yet and um okay. he is a a like forced laborer alongside peter pan in so so is his name of blackbeard is his name? I have a full hand. Is no, that, is that what his name is? It's Johnny Left Hand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, wait. It's it's, it's you... still Hook. It's it's like oh okay. But you know, it's not I, I, ironic I, I, I yet. Was, I was going with Johnny Left Hand for a second there. I was like, holy shit, that's a choice. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Oh, that's so bad. Oh my god, are we recording or are we just fucking around? We're just fucking around. <laughs> we should have been recording. Yeah. Um, this is fine. not got, that different from recording. I got I ain't got shit to do right now. I work from home. Uh I just spent like twelve no. What's what's like nine times two? Eighteen hours this weekend working in the distillery. I am fully exhausted. Oh, that's right. I forgot you're you're in that business now. I am, yeah. I'm, you liking uh, it? Yeah, it's uh it's fun. I like it. I we we made uh the last couple weekends we've been making cocktails to try to like come up with some Ooh. signature drinks. So did a lot of that with today. hand sanitizer. Yes, yeah, you're precisely. selling hand sanitizer cocktails. Mm, <laughs> your hands are dirty, like but is your soul also dirty? <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing alcohol for Don't exterior wounds, me. drinking alcohol for interior wounds. Oh, that's that's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I'm I'm just super tired. And then I came home and watched Relic, I and I was like, holy shit, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, dear Lord. I was going to say, if you were tired and then you went into Relic, uh, bless you, because... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I'm All excited right, for this one now. Let's do this. <laughs> yes. All right. Come on, let's do this. All right, count it down. Amanda, if you want a beer, open it up right now. Oh my God, I have great news. Apparently, I have been recording this entire time. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I've been recording for nine minutes. Perfect. I don't know why. All right, well. Hold open. Yeah, fuck it. (laughs) People are just going to open up their podcatcher and hear that nonsense for a while. Anyway, uh, you can always slap it at the end. Yeah, I'll figure, I'll figure something out. No, I'm just gonna. It's, this is gonna be an episode that I just drop and hope that it confuses the shit out of people. <laughs> Counting down: five, four, three, 